We good? Hey, dude. Uh, I got gifts. I brought. Okay. I, I come bearing gifts. Oh shit. Maybe the first gift dude, could be talking into the mic. Dude, one of the best. Oh, listen. <laughs> See, yo, fuck him. Don't give him shit. I'm new to this murder shit here, man. Don't give him shit, dude. You're both vocalists, and, and you both can't talk in the microphone. Fucking sucks. Is he's one of the best gift givers there is. <laughs> and you just fucking step on his dick, dude. Well, that's nah, not don't, that long. Don't well me. So we're gonna we're yeah. gonna settle uh, your guys' lifelong argument here. On what's funnier? Which one of us is gayer? Because the answer is me. Me. Oh. oh. <laughs> it continues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen. But we're going to solve what's funnier. Okay. So I got you a fart machine. Fuck. <laughs> yes. There better be a banana in there. It's a fucking ba- oh. What the? Did I get cut out? It's a banana phone. What? How does that work? It's a Bluetooth device. Like, you no can hook that up to your phone and way. call people on a actual banana now look at the war- look the- at the warning do not eat <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even see that it also says talk more small more save gorillas <laughs> what i hear that shit r.i.p harambe dude father son so you don't understand the first gift mike ever got me is uh, we were at a a party what was that sh- that art school wow i forgot about that cia no um you arts no where candace went more. Oh. We were at a party with a bunch of more kids. Because Candace went to more. Right. And uh, Mike's just like, yeah, I'm going down the street get, <laughs> to get something to eat, to get something to drink. Do you, uh, you want anything? And I think I asked for something like a, like a vanilla Dr. Pepper or whatever. Now you want a blue Gatorade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I come back. And he comes back like an hour later. He's like, yo, they didn't have any of that flavor, so I got you this. And it was a, a three-movie DVD box set of Charles Bronson movies. That's pretty awesome. And I was just like, all right, I'll take it. Dude, you want to know the best part? They did have blue Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> well fucking played. It's like, fuck what that. What the fuck? I'm spending my last $5 on <laughs> this. Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him go. He's talking. <laughs> this is the greatest invention. Fuck yes, bro. Dude, that's a functional phone, too, so I expect you to make a call on it. Oh, God. Oh, you better believe I'm, I'm pranking I people I'm everywhere with this thing. I'm going to call 911 when I finally have that final heart attack. <laughs> I'm, I'm pranking oh, everybody with this thing. <laughs> I'm putting it under Mel's seat in the car. <laughs> With when only when we have people in the you car, better take that to work. You <laughs> oh better take that thing to fucking work, dude. Yes. Oh my uh, god. Eleven out of ten. People are like, dude, Tom, you're morons. Like what? It was a gift. <laughs> oh, fucking <laughs> Christ, dude. <sighs> the ultimate get out of jail free card, dude. Dude, that is a great way to start. Welcome to the uh, Relevant Illiterate Podcast. Uh, I am Double Scoop. That is Dead Balls, and our first returning guest. And our token Italian, Mr. Michael Murrow, thank you for coming back. First time in the studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's looking you sharp like, You like the digs? You're relegated from the couch to the fucking studio, dude. <sighs> Moving up in the world. I'm telling yeah. you. Only guy stupid enough to fucking come back. <laughs> How are you, bud? I'm doing well, no man. No one cares. <laughs> All right. Shit. All right. How was I not prepared for that? All right. Jesus Christ. You've only known me how many years? <laughs> so, I got shit from the Dream Journal. Nice. Unless you got something you want to... No, we'll wait for this. Okay. First off, this was... Um, we'll start with your Bush League dream journal shit. Fuck me. <laughs> he said. Fuck me. I'm still waiting for a Dontrell cheesecake sequel. <sighs> Damn. What, was, what, you didn't like ice cream damn poorly? 
<laughs> oh, dude, wait, dude. Now I don't know if I want to start with the short, small one or bring the high heat immediately. Well, the no, small one small is. One. You said how, you wanted. You said you wanted ice cream, Dan Porbly merch, right? Yeah, and Don Child cheesecake merch. All right, I'm on it. <laughs> you hear that, folks? <laughs> so get your fucking monies ready. Mm-hmm. We only take Canadians, but um, how you could make any evil person that's ever existed less evil if you put the Rock between their two names. Like hmm. Jeffrey the Rock Epstein, <laughs> Pole the Rock Pot. <laughs> That's a good. <laughs> Momar the Rock Gaddafi. Gaddafi. <laughs> like I think that would be like a great way to rebrand dictators, murderers, <laughs> pedophiles, and rapists. You know, I mean, it w- obviously <clears throat> won't be good. F- what? General the Rock butt naked. <laughs> General Ambrose the Rock Ambrose. 13th President Millard the Rock Fillmore. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Jesus the Rock Christ. I don't know if I have a sleepy ha-ha's or this is gold. This is so funny. Column A, column B, column the Rock Bine. Uh, so, yeah, just like... Like, think about it. Like, like who hasn't been... Like, is, did Galen get sentenced... Who? Ghislaine Maxwell? I think... I think she did. Like, imagine what the jury would think if the, when the bailiff announces they're coming in, it's like, Ghislaine, The Rock, Maxwell. <laughs> at, least one, one, at least one dude in, like, the jury would be like, oh, shit, what? <laughs> you know, we just get all hyped up. Standing five foot six, <laughs> size triple D, jugga-wuggas. <laughs> dude, like, because imagine if you had someone like Marty Shea or Kevin Hare on the jury. Jesus. And you introduce... She walks. And, yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> or it would at least be a mistrial. A hung jury, for <laughs> at sure. At least be a mistrial, yeah. So that's just how you... The other thing... Ah, fucking wrestling. <laughs> but, dude... I have so many friends who fucking geek out so hard over wrestling, and I, I still, to this day, can't, can't take it. I'm I, not there yet. I'm, I was reconsidering my friendship with a uh, former guest, Matt Bennett. Because he just got into wrestling. Oh, man. And he's 40. I was just about to say. He's 40 or 41. Here's the thing. Like, I I can watch... If if I'm, like, flipping through the channels and there's, like, a WWE or, like, AEW program on, like, I can watch it and not get mad. But my friends make me hate wrestling so much. Punishers. Yeah. I compare it to, like, guys who are super into college football. (laughs) Sure. Like, which is creepy when you think about it. Think, think about uh, everyone has these people in their lives, like coworkers, friends, family members. Like, if a college football game is on, like they're nerding the fuck out yeah. over a bunch of people's kids playing sports. Exactly, that's why mm. it's creepy. They're, f- they're future stars. Like yeah, Ohio it's, State. I'm like, oh, the town did, is. Did at. you go there? Like, no. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, yo, you're. But f- they know all the stats of like all these kids yeah. on the team, and like. When you get together with dudes who love college football, all they talk about during the game are like other college football stats. Coaches' names, and you're like, yeah. yeah. And you're like, why are you 45 but know everything there is to know about a 19 year old kid on Clemson? Yeah. Like, you know about the kickers' yeah. like, fucking personal life. Maybe you know how, what Kari just got. Maybe that's shit. how Leo got started. <laughs> you know? College football fan? Yeah. Big college football fan. Yeah, but. Like, I don't know NFL fans who are like that. Yeah, I don't like, either. You can't. It's rare. Yeah. It's it's a whole different beast, and I, yeah, that's the closest friends, thing. Like that's a, the closest thing I can compare like my wrestling nerd friends to. Like when like somebody will come up, like uh, say the Eagles draft some player, 
and one of some friends of mine would be like, oh, he went here. He this was his stats while he was there. This is like how many points he scored a game. Yeah, like, whole fucking scouting report. I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? You're fucking weird. Like you can't even remember your social security number, but you can remember <laughs> what fucking this kid from Iowa did. Like you're fuck. That's creepy to me. But yeah, and wrestler wrestling fans. You can't just be a casual around them. Like you can't, like you said, nope, just flip I've through tried, the channel. I've tried multiple times. Stay on WWE work. for twenty minutes. One of them will come out of the woodworks. He won't even be at your house at the point in time. He'll just bust through the windows, like, oh, and it's you're watching. The, you know, and just sit down. Oh my god! And just start dude. rattling shit off, and you're like, look, man. I will say there's <laughs> there's one except there's always an exception to the rule, and Jordan, of course, is my exception. I could watch work wrestling with that boy. Yeah, I could pretty much watch. I could watch my grandparents yeah. re die with Jordan Burke. <laughs> but like uh one of my oldest friends, Mr. John Hassan, uh he found out that I watched wrestling in the eighties. Only reason I watched wrestling in the eighties is because once Saturday morning cartoons were over Saturday morning superstars. Yeah, it would kick in. Yep. So I was an indoor kid who didn't want to go outside, so I was like, I guess I'm watching wrestling. He found out, he's like Oh, I know you don't watch wrestling, but dot, 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 dot. Some fucking stupid story about a current wrestler. Or he constantly sent me wrestling promos. I'm like, look, dude, I haven't paid attention to this shit since I was in single digits. It's like, this does nothing for me. Stop it. It's like, God damn it, stop it. And, like, it's one of the only things. Is that, and, like, in regular sports for some people, like, like, if they find out, if I was told someone, like, I don't like sports. You're like, you never like sports? I'm like, well, I used to watch the Phillies with my mom in, like, the early 90s. They'd be like, oh, well, you know, they're like, oh, fuck, here we go. God damn it. <laughs> it's like, unless you have, like, information about Tug McGraw, I'm not going to be able to follow anything you're fucking saying. Man, I was just about to say earlier, like, I'm gay. But I'm not, Same. <laughs> I'm not gay enough to get into wrestling now. Yeah, isn't that weird when people get into wrestling now? <sighs> I, I tried just for the sake of... Hold tolerating on. hangouts with certain friends <laughs> you know what you know what I'll not, I, like i don't want to like lose a friendship because <laughs> i don't know fucking scouting reports on all these fucking new wrestlers that are coming out yeah but what you gotta I find mean, is the one thing that you love that they have no clue about and once they start punishing you with facts you start throw it right back at them like if someone starts trying to punch me with a sports fact i'll just start rattling off what i know about the x-men <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only thing that keeps cyclops his optic blast and check is his ruby quartz visor and just like <laughs> throw it back and the thing is like you think that would work and it doesn't, doesn't. No. they are not fucking phased dude they're just like oh, okay cool well this guy is like and they still have that little kid the way they like they tell it to you like when you're a little kid and you first found out about like transformers and you go into your mom and dad in the kitchen, you know, and you're like, and then this guy turns into a dinosaur, and he's on a team with two other guys who turn into dinosaur robots, but they're also good, <laughs> not mean like Tyrannosaurus. You know how you talk like that to your parents? Yeah, Ten-minute run-on sentence. Yeah. People, like, <laughs> sports fans and wrestling fans talk to me. They sound like that now. Mm -hmm. Like dudes in there. Like, you got, you're old enough to be able to handle a conversation you shouldn't be doing this thing where I expect you to have a blankie and a snotty nose. It's, yeah, it's weird. I mean, there's very few people I can talk about any sports with, um, Jordan excluded, because, again, he's a fucking joy to talk about anything with. <laughs> he really is, dude. Animated, <laughs> none, if really nothing is. else. Even when he's not making a fucking iota of sense. <laughs> That's why he's mean, at his best. Yeah, like, come on, man. I mean, you had him on here. I was here with him. It's Come on, Googie. Yeah. The, the best part <laughs> <It's entertainment. laughs> about his 
visit here wasn't the podcast itself, but his oh, interaction after. with oh Tom's mother. And just the look on her face, just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Get this guy uh-huh. out of my kitchen. Just like <laughs> doing furtive glances at Tom, like, what the fuck did you bring? It wasn't that bad. <laughs> she was engaging him in conversation. It's a, it's a bit, you fucking asshole. You shut silly. Up and, shut up and yes and. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, you know what I'll always give a pass to of wrestling, what? though, is that local, like, R- no. local wrestling events no, it's worse have you been worse it's i have worse now i won't i won't give a pass to the fandom mm. but it is a fun thing to attend okay fa- okay that's what i'm fair, talking about fair 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 the fandom is equally as punishing because here's the thing with wrestling if it's like you said if it's on i'm not offended i'm not annoyed it's just when like someone wants to sit down and tell you the story of this wrestler i from, yeah. from birth to present day you're just like i could not care it's like can i just sit without getting exposition from you (laughs) jesus christ there's fucking drywall and fluorescent light bulb dust in the air as we speak like do you have that one like (laughs) movie buff friend that you sit down you're watching a movie and they'll sit down next you're like this is actually oliver stone's seventh film that's followed by you're like oh it's like god damn it i just want to watch the part where bunny beats the dude's head in with a shotgun butt (laughs) and you're ruining platoon for me dude what's up martello (laughs) (laughs) exactly dude i can't wait for you to see that episode he watching those two bomb movie trivia was so oh that was good that's that sounds disappointing well yeah to since this since the episode is out by now to spoil the bit for you uh uh Oops. Ren and Martella were fully prepared for a silly gripping inquiries, and De- in classic Dennis threw them a curveball out of left field and gave them serious movie trivia, and they fucking ate shit. They ate dicks, dude. Oh man, it was good. See? Thirteen out of twenty was the score. I remember. Oh, that's not as bad as I you like hyped it up to be. But here's the but thing: it's, like, them, it's them, though. True. I didn't go like. Bridges of Madison County trivia. I didn't go like Divine Secrets of the Yaga Sisterhood or anything like that. I stuck to sci-fi, horror, and like shit like cool, action. Cool dudes watch. The first question was about fucking Robocop, and they didn't it get it. And they got it wrong. What was the question out of curiosity? Who does Clarence Boddicker work for? There's two answers to this, if you think about the it. The person and the company the person works for. OCP was the company, right? Bingo. There you go. My dad took me to see the OG RoboCop when I was seven. Yo, your dad is That's a fucking sick. G. First time Damn. I saw, first time I saw boobs. First time I saw someone doing blow. Fuck. And yeah. first time you saw someone getting shot in the cock. First time I saw a cop get shot like eighty-seven thousand times. Fuck yeah. yeah. And then one guy, one guy got shot in the cock. Dude, that is one of the goriest non-horror movies like ever. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Just the part where the one dude falls in the toxic waste. Oh, and he gets hit by the car. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Your dad is a fucking G. The first movie my movie my dad told me to is one of the queerest movies ever. And I don't say that in a bad way, but it's very homoerotic. Top Gun. Mm. Mm. Ugh. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the first movie he ever took me to. It was like the first R-rated movie. That, Shit, dude. I mean, it was advertised like to his credit like in his defense, it was advertised as like, "Oh, this hero cop saves the day and like fights crime." Like <laughs> they didn't show all of like the fucking brutal shit in yeah. the movie previews I'm not gonna spoil there was it. a lot of drug use in that fucking movie too oh my god who's the guy who was like doing blow off the girl's tits yeah. when Clarence showed up and shot him I'm like bitches leave <laughs> oh. I'm in first grade I'm not ready for this 
weren't you though? Turns out I was. I mean, it I fucking, turned out okay. Yeah, exactly. You know, you drink pain every once in a while. Not a big fucking deal. But yeah, they fucking bombed it. But the other thing that I came up with is I came up with this last Wednesday at about one thirty in the morning. I think I found the sequel to All Lives Matter. Okay, I'm listening. Oh boy. <laughs> Strap yourselves in for. All Olympians are special. <laughs> right? <laughs> Have you seen the U.S. curling team? No. In the no. last Winter Olympics? Are they, are they special? Gone. The guy who fucking won looks like Jay Dost. Say so he looks like a party animal? Looks like a big fat party animal with long ass hair and Fuck like, yeah, and like the James Hetfield mustache. Yes! Rules. That's fucking great, Let, dude. Put, put, like, in the episode, put up the picture of him. You can Google it. You can find it. Oh, dude, man. Dude, the last time it's, I... It's Jay Dost in, like, American flag attire, the, put, like, curling <laughs> the last and time winning I, a fucking gold medal. I watched curling on television. Uh, it wasn't the most recent Winter Olympics. It was probably me the one before it. But some dude, when they do that thing where they slide and throw the rock or everything, and they kind of, right as they let it go, they kind of have their hands still out. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. in that stance. You could definitely see most of his bag hanging down. Nice. Just in those fucking... I'm like, don't they wear like cups and stuff like that or any kind of protective gear or protective something with support? I don't. I suppose not. Like, Maybe dude, just those cool shoes. Dude, but dude, his fucking bag was in full view and I'm just fucking losing it laughing. And my, and my mother's like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, dude, that guy's entire almond is just fucking chilling. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, look, between his legs right there. She's like, oh my God, is he not wearing a cup? I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. See, we're on the same yeah. page, Deb. So, yeah, so Deb knows what's up. But uh-huh. I think Deb would actually rock a fucking bumper sticker that said, all Olympians are special. <laughs> like, I'm surprised, like, because, yo, some of the Olympians had to be some real good old boy salt of the earth people that would get mad about shit. Oh. So I'm surprised, like, say, like, if you look at Michael Phelps's like, Kia, and, like, on the back window, it just said, all Olympians are special. <laughs> that is funny. It's going to happen, dude. He uh, does, he could fit in with that crowd. Too. Yeah, if you didn't, yeah. if you didn't know him as, like, the most decorated Olympian of all time, you would definitely, like, look kind of sideways, like, Ooh, That's why I think like, he's, like, are you so, at the right Olympics, buddy? Is there some, <laughs> <laughs> you do the, is there somebody with you <laughs> where's your handler exactly do you so do you like work here or are you more of like a volunteer oh dude. i remember i went out to uh uh the arlington heist the old pre-rumble whatever it was called chicago fest or whatever burning and, fight and no not burning fight it was huh. the arlington heist sure yeah and uh i was at a subway up the street from the venue and there was no, like, lock on the door of the stall that I was shitting in. And it was, like, the first shit I'd taken in, like, two days. Mm-hmm. So I'm just pushing it out. And I'm holding the door shut with my foot, holding my fucking pants up with the other hand so it doesn't fall in the piss puddle at the bottom of the thing. And all of a sudden, the door just, like, smashes through, like, smashes open, like, fucks my knee up and everything. And there's just this person with special abilities, an X-Man, if you will, <laughs> is just staring straight at me going... <sighs> not breaking eye contact and I'm just kind of like trying to push the door closed but they're like in the door so like I can't get it closed and finally like their person comes in to collect them 
And I had asked uh, Ethan from Punishment to watch the door for me when I took a shit, and he just wandered off. Sure. And I was like, so when I come out, I'm like, dude, where the fuck were you? He's like, I don't know, but I started laughing when I saw the <laughs> handler go in. I was like, the handler, you like son she was of a like, bitch. like she was like, like paint, he's a bear or like a <laughs> like a saber tooth cat. <laughs> like oh, she was no. like handling like, like a Bengal tiger. Just some fucking oh my god! Ugh. So it's bad enough you have one person walking on your shit. Then you have the walk, the handler walks in and you're just like, "What's taking so long?" And they're like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, that is. <laughs> and I'm just like, "God, can I get any fucking lower?" <laughs> Little did I know I had many more years of getting lower. But yeah, all Olympians are special, dude. I want to get I want to get some old Olympians riled up, dude. And I think the first one I got to go for is Caitlyn Jenner. I was just gonna say that mm. she would probably be all on board with exactly. that. Exactly. It should probably mount the campaign against. Exactly. Like, yeah. Katie Bear. Didn't you think all Olympians are technically special? It's like, well. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, what have they been through that I haven't been through? Like, uh. <laughs> I love Caitlyn Jenner, dude. Just the voice. It's like such like 1940s detective movie. <laughs> Yeah, she. <laughs> oh, she does kind of have the mid the mid Atlantic accent. Yeah, it's so good, dude. It's like these flat foots, you know. Just like ah, oh, I love her when she's committing vehicular homicide. When she was Matthew Matthew Broderick in the eighties. He's a murderer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. So yeah, all in being special. That's one of the one I was coming up with, and I was just guffawing on the shitter <laughs> and laughing my ass off. And it was hard to fall back asleep because even after I was done laughing, I still had like the the sleep, like the laugh shakes. I was like, <laughs> damn, it got you good. It got me, dude. I'm a fucking genius in the middle of the night, dude. It's just my waking hours is when I'm a real fucking dud. <laughs> I was going to say, what happened to the rest? <laughs> Seriously. The rest yeah, of the hours. I like, start what? taking notes. Because <laughs> I, I wake up in the middle of the night with some fucking heaters, man, and I forget about them. And it's exactly. All, it's, That's it's, when you have to write them down. <sighs> and then you read half of them back. You're like, What? Dontrell Cheesecake? What the fuck? You know, then the other ones are like, yo, all Olympians are special. <laughs> this one's going in. This one's going in, dude. I was I, I was proud of it. What do you got in your diary there, Anne Frank? Bunch of stuff. What do you want to talk about first? Oh, fuck. I got options? Yeah. Surprise me. Oh, man. Well, I got a, I got a story. Okay. Um, It's more of a folktale. Oh, I love folktales. If you will. Um... And it's about one of your favorite bands of all time. So, if for nothing else, it'll hold your attention for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, think like in like the mid to late two thousands, there was like that boom of like heavy music blogs. Yeah, like it, they weren't like accredited media sites like they are now, but some of yeah. them evolved into that. Yeah, like like your sludge swamps, your no clean singings, like all, all those blogs yeah. like started off as just basically like you know a couple guys that registered a site and just started like talking about their favorite music they learned how to create a forum yeah yeah posting reviews interviews like and you know it it was a those were drops in like a vast ocean of a lot of people just like illegally sharing download links there was like that wild west period where like everyone was just sharing music on these blogs it was so good yeah fucking salad days full album dot raw yeah so good it was just media fire links of just like terabytes worth of like everyone's record collection fuck yeah shout out to a version online oh one of the best (laughs) shout out winrar x yep um but a lot of these sites uh they evolved into more than just like sharing 
uh, you know, illegal downloads, they would talk about, you know, they, they would, like I was saying, they would do record reviews. They would tell stories about, um, they kind of did what you guys did a couple episodes ago where they just posted about their favorite records of all time. Yeah. And like how important it was to them. Um, I forget the name of the blog. I forget the name of the person that wrote this initial story. I have to preface this story with the, this did not happen to me. I can't take credit for this story. Okay. I just, it's like vividly burned into my memory because of how good it was. Okay. Um, and he wrote a blog entry about Napalm Death's Harmony Corruption. It's a good one. Being his favorite record of all time. And like his homage to it. And it started off um, like very generic as kind of like a, it was like almost like a thank you letter uh, to his older brother. Right. Because he grew up with a brother who was a few years older than him. He was like the the essential older brother that like got him into like all the cool shit growing up. Yeah. Like taught him how to skate. Uh, you know, he played him Metallica and Slayer for the first time when he was a little kid and like got him into like those stepping stone bands that yeah. like got him into bigger and better I, shit. Yeah, my sister's the reason I used to jerk off the Debbie Gibson pictures. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, it, it was like this typical entry where like, you think it's just going to kind of end the way all those kind of like love letters and to like people who like got them into cool shit. Like sappy. Well, yeah. like, and then my brother died. No. So out. he, oh. he basically like takes a left turn saying like, yeah, my brother kind of grew out of some of that shit and like, wasn't really into it for much longer. So I kind of had to fend for myself as I got older. Um, that's when like headbangers ball was like starting to come on. So I would like, you know, check out bands on there and like, I would like discover stuff on my own. He wasn't really helping me out with too much shit anymore. Um, so then like by the time he's like 12, 13, um, remember rummage sales? Yeah. Where like Mm -hmm. neighborhoods would get together and like, it, it would be like a block party but you could also like buy your neighbor's junk. Like yeah. everyone set up their yard sale on the same date and it was basically just an excuse to have like a neighborhood get together. It was rebranded as the community yard Every sale. Every time we, will, much. we, we would see a, po- a poster board that said like neighborhood garage sale, my mom would take me into that neighborhood so I could search to see if anybody had comic books and stuff like that. Yeah. So it starts off like any other yard sale where like at the, they're just bringing all their stuff out into the driveway, you know, their suburb, typical suburban, like cul-de-sac neighborhood where everyone's all kind of gathering and putting their stuff out. And his older brother, who's like in high, like he's a couple years older. He's in high school. He's still in middle school. Um, he's bringing out all these boxes of like records and tapes and like stuff he doesn't listen to anymore. So he's like, Hey, before you flip all that stuff, like, let me yeah. pick through it first. So he's like, I don't really know much aside from like what I see on like MTV or, you know, stuff that I see in like a magazine or mm-hmm. something at best. And this is the guy writing the blog yes. post? Okay, yes. Gotcha. So he's like, he's flipping through and he finds like these cassettes with, and he's like basing it off of like artwork. He's finding like, you know, metal cassettes and yeah. like, um, he finds the Napalm Death Harmony Corruption cassette. He's like, I don't know why, but this one stood out. He's like, so I'm keeping this. Um, it's the nineties. So he has a Walkman. Mm-hmm. All right, so he pops this thing into his Walkman and kind of like fucks off and like leaves the rummage sale and yeah. like goes for a walk listening to it on his headphones. Now, like a lot of neighborhoods, um, they backed up to the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would say like, there's, it's not just like 
completely like uninhibited woods. Like there's like trails yeah. where like people go hiking, people walk their dogs. Yep. Like it's like yep. you can go back there and like walk around like easily. Like it's it's a very easily mm-hmm. navigated area. Yeah. It's like basically a public park without the yeah. park. Yeah, Willow Run had the same shit. Yeah, so two or so. He's like, yeah, so, like, I knew my way around there, so, like, my goal was to, like, kind of go for a walk by myself and, like, take in this new record that I'm playing right now on my headphones that I'm, like, still do that. that I'm, like, falling in love with yeah, as I'm hearing it the for best. the first time. So, again, it's the mid-90s, so where did all the kids go to party that were too young to, like, go to a bar or a house party? You partied in the fucking woods. Yeah, it's always. So he said, like, this, like, wooded area behind his house was, like, the most like eclectic mix of like classes oh, yeah, you the could wood, find. The woods because, was like a fucking melting pot. Yeah, <laughs> you would walk by some yuppie walking his fucking labradoodle, and then like ten feet later up the trail, you just find like all these abandoned like cases of beer and like fucking like <laughs> cigarette butts and like porno magazines. Yeah. My house backs up to a fucking park, and when we would just go cut through there to get to the next neighborhood to go play with our friends and stuff, you would see like the Hessians. Yep, and like just the normal clean cut kids. Mm-hmm. All back there together because one of them had a case of beer. You would stumble into the woods, see that the guy had beer, like, yo, can I? And they're like, sure. And it would, like, bring people together. The majority of my antisocial behavior that I did in my adolescence was in the woods behind my neighborhood. Yeah. Like, me and my buddy Mark that lived in my neighborhood. um, Not Mark Green, by the way. (laughs) Rap boy. Uh, Shout out. Shout out, rap boy. Um, we, We had, like, a clearing in the woods, like right where the backside of my house was, we would go back there and hit golf balls. Mm-hmm. There was like an old man-made lake that was drained. So it was basically, it looked like a giant crater. We would hit golf balls, not into the ravine, but at the it? houses yep. on the left-hand side of it. <laughs> I did that with a baseball bat from my backyard. <laughs> so that's how fucking stupid we were. Uh-huh. Why is that stupid? Every once in a while you hear a... On the roof. Why is that's that stupid? That sounds yeah, bitching. That's yeah, that's a good one. And when you heard glass break, that's when you knew it was time to fucking yeah, look. Time it. to run. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- this this guy saying like you know it wouldn't be uncommon to be walking back there and find kids partying. Yeah. yeah. Like you would find people hanging out back there, like doing like you know law abiding things, but you would also run into like middle and high school age kids like getting up to no good. Or younger kids starting fires. Like that that yeah. was me. I'm sure. I would start the fires. <laughs> so he's going for a walk. He's going for a walk on these trails and he's like taking in this fucking napalm death record for the first time. Like think about when you heard Harmony Corruption for the first time. He's like in a daze of like how much it's like sucking him in. He's like, this is my new favorite record. This is my new favorite band. Like I love everything about this. Like his life is starting like that day. Like his new life of like being obsessed with this band and this being his favorite record. He's walking a little further up the trail and he sees three people like hanging out like a little further up. And as he gets closer, he makes out who it is. There's these three older girls. They were like high school age girls. So they were like a few years older than him. And they're just like hanging out, like smoking cigarettes. Just he noticed girls. He identifies them in his entry as like they were the bad girls. Like I knew who they were. Hell yeah, they like were. I didn't know them, but I knew they were like the bad <laughs> seeds. And they were hanging out back there, just like smoking and just being fucking antisocial. And they see him and they get a beat on him right away. They're like, you're so-and-so's brother. They knew him as his mm-hmm. older brother's sibling. So they immediately like ran over to him and started talking to him and kind of like teasing him and fucking with him because he's the young kid. Yeah. So he says they're, they're like teasing and like playing around with him turns into them kind of getting fresh with him. Fresh, fresh. Yes. Like, they they start, like, laying it on thick to him to, like, fuck with him. He thinks they're doing it to fuck with him. 
And they're like, oh, he's so young. He probably doesn't even know what to do with his dick. Like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, like, just straight up. I'm 61 and don't know what to do with my dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, according to this blog entry, he says one of the girls just goes for it and just grabs him. And she's like, yeah, I bet you don't even know what to do with this. And the other two join in and start, like, rubbing on his crotch. And, I mean, when you're fucking 13 years old and, like, a hot older girl touches your dick, like, you're up immediately. I'd spill immediately. So, <laughs> next part of the story, they pull it out. Oh, dude. As a, as a fucking, as a late bloomer, I would have been mortified. Yeah. So they basically have him pinned up against like this rock that's on this trail, I'm and he says, up just hearing the story." <laughs> they're taking turns, fucking tugging his hog. Oh my god! Basically, like teasing him as they're doing it. Like, so I know this is your thing. They're like insulting him, like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, like I bet you never had this done before." That is my thing. And then he says, "This one girl, <laughs> this one girl out of the three, she has like a little clutch, like." Uh, pocketbook mm-hmm. opens it pulls out a bottle of lotion lubes up her hand and starts going at it with her fucking greased up hand whoa what a fine american woman <laughs> he says this whole event lasted maybe a span of like two minutes tops he said it felt like two years good for him for lasting two minutes but he says he never fucking shot so what? hard oh uh, okay or so good what? since then that, that was how his sex life started like that was his first sexual experience and he said, I mean, he, he he knew better than to ever chase that high ever again. Yeah, so he basically supernova But he basically peaked. <laughs> <laughs> he had a solar flare immediately, yeah. Dude. So he, like, when it's done, they basically all, like, giggle to each other and, like, all just kind of, like, go their separate ways. He zips up, puts his headphones back on, and walks home. And two two things to end this story. First off, that obviously is his favorite record of all time. Still, sure, he owes that record. So he <laughs> he grows up. He grows up and like starts high school. And those girls were like upperclassmen and still in high school when he was there. So Hell he would yeah. see them in the hallways, like tra- changing classes. And he would see them and like when they would make eye contact, they would just like give him a, like a little smirk, and he'd be like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> Second, it's like that a movie that record. To this day, or as of the date of that blog post, had this like Pavlovian effect on him, where if he <laughs> if he puts it on and like the intro to Vision Conquest starts playing, like his dick immediately gets hard. Fuck yeah! And that's my napalm death story. I wish, that's fucking. Sweet. I wish my first napalm death experience was that good. Half, half my, that. Good. My first napalm death experience was. Uh, the listening booth at a Sam Goody. Mm. Uh, and it, R.I.P. And it was inside the Tortum Part, which is everyone's least favorite Napalm record. And I was like, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought Diatribes was the least favorite. Uh, well, which is my which is which is my favorite. It's fucking great. I think they're all great. <laughs> my first I think oh. new Napalm Death is fantastic. I was like, but yeah, all I did was I was fat. I listened to it at the Sam Goody fucking listening station. It might have been the wall at this point. I'm not sure. And then... Uh, Nobody walked up and gave you a tug? No, gave me a tug. <laughs> I bought the CD, went home, and stayed sad. End of story. 
I was about to ask if anybody's been to the wall. My dad was a a, a DM of the Northern Delaware uh, wall stores. Ask him if my uh, wall guarantee stickers on the back of my how is there how has there not been a class action suit over that? <laughs> like, oh, you went out of business. So, like, what are you gonna do about this like scratched up CD from 1994? Yeah. <laughs> Try and the, find us. The back of this lens CD doesn't say <laughs> store goes out of business. It says lifetime. Life. Mm-hmm. It's my, like my first napalm death experience was probably listening to scum on MySpace out of my computer speakers. Brag. Nothing crazy. Brag. I mean, it's no wall. It's no wall. But dude, that shit was great. Yo, the listening booth was the fucking shit, dude. Yeah, that's how you found out about stuff, man. Yeah, you fucking yeah. whippersnappers. I well, that, how, that was the first streaming. The closest, <laughs> yeah, it really was. The, the closest thing I had was the the stations at Hot Topic. They'd have a couple CDs up there, and you could you could load in like one, two, or yeah. three, or four, or whatever, and listen to that. We had the wall boost, and then we had like had Bangers Ball in 120 minutes, mm-hmm. which later would be I think it was 120 minutes in Alternative Nations different things, or did one just become the other? I always thought they were different. Okay, mm-hmm. so I might be misremembering, but yeah, that was you could also find stuff on Alternative Nation when it first came around because that's when it was like. All that shit just started. I had a Headbangers Ball. Yeah. I remember the Headbangers Ball 2 CD. My favorite was always the bands that would be on both shows. Mm. Like, Helmet was always on both yep. shows. Unsane was always on both shows. Ministry was always on both. Yes, they were. Faith No More was normally on both. And it's like, that's where you found, like, the really fucking cool shit was the ones that would be on... The like, ones that could transcend. Yeah, the one to be on 120 Minutes, and then an hour later you see the same fucking video on Headbangers Ball with that doofus Ricky Rackman. <laughs> oh. Both what? episodes, we've happened to, we've managed to bring up Ricky Rackman. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, I was, how was I watching? The dude that replaced... He didn't really replace Rick, Ricky Rackman because he was at definitely years after when they brought Headbangers Ball back. It was Jamie, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Justin, no, right? There was a guy before him. Oh, I don't know. Bald dude tatted up. Oh, Matt but, Pinfield. No, but fat. Oh, fuck. Um, Matt Pinfield was fat, too, so I guess it doesn't really different. Fuck. Ian Robinson. Mm. Uh, Ian Robinson. Uh, I can see him in my face and, and in my head when you say his he name. Po- I watched the, uh, the Dead Guy documentary. Yeah. And he, he popped in there. in there. I was like, oh, fuck, dude, Ian yep. Robinson, who I first heard about because he used to do uh, reviews for almost like every zine like in our area he would always have reviews and he was one of the few people that would have no problem saying yo this is fucking trash <laughs> so I like started respecting that dude's reviews like okay this dude's like he'll say if it's trash if it's trash and not just fucking you know puff it up but then like you would see him later on when he got the MTV gig just puffing on shit like dude you two years ago would not be talking about how great this shit is. I gotta tow that company line. But mm-hmm. you know, you can't fault a guy for wanting a paycheck, dude. Yeah. yeah, MTV gives you the upper end of five figures, and you're suddenly Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, shit. I think. Yeah, what? like let me do what you hired me for. Like, yeah. you discovered me because I was doing this and was doing it so well. Like, why do you want me to fit the mold of everybody else you already have on yeah. staff? Yeah. One of my favorite Napalm Death stories, though, is uh. Me and my buddy, you know, you guys know Brent Lafferty. Mm. Uh, where, where the f- I don't remember where the fuck we were. It might have been Soundstage or somewhere in Philly. I forget. But we were just, it was a Napalm Death show. And there was like this girl in front of us with dreadlocks. But she was actually hot. I was just like, damn, this girl's hot as shit. You know, all right, dude. 
And then, like, first thing she does, she, like, she's headbanging. She whips her head back and one of the dreads goes in my mouth. I'm like, oh, man. man. And I was like, but you know what? I forgive her because I think she's an angel, right? <laughs> but then, all of a sudden, you just get this wafting smell of shit <sighs> off of her. And then she disappears two seconds later. Oh. So... I'm pretty sure she had just shit, shit herself. Her pants. <laughs> and I was like, and and Brent's there with his uh his wife, and they're both like, oh, that's fucking disgusting. But me, I'm still like, still would, still would, <laughs> yeah. give her some dude wipes or something. You're just like, yeah, still dude. Would. Years ago, we played a show in Worcester, Massachusetts, and I had a similar run in with See Tall Booth Willie on the way up. <sighs> I fucking wish. Oh, uh, 25. You want the change, or should I just shove the quarters directly up <laughs> your fat ass? I already heard that one. <laughs> Choke on a clock, you fucking... <laughs> I'll fucking boot you and your lesbian fish-eating friends in front of your fucking mothers. All right, enough of that. Uh-huh. No, this this really, like, very, very attractive female, um, you know, looks like a crust punk, but otherwise is, like, super fucking mm-hmm. hot. Like, she's a 10, by yeah. even, like, normal standards. She just happens to have dreads and a fucking vest with patches all over it yeah. and she doesn't smell that great but i still would <laughs> yeah sure and I'd i remember help, you'd help her dig through the dumpster to find this yesterday still donuts i'm glad you said that oh. she was she was digging <laughs> through all the aluminum cans that people were throwing over the wall we were playing a house show i remember yeah. there was like this concrete wall in the backyard that everyone was just throwing their bottles and cans over yeah she was collecting them. This is when Chaos and Tejas was still a fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm collecting cans to like raise money so I can afford to go down to Texas for the fest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what bottles and cans are you collecting? She's like, oh, the ones over the wall right there. I'm like, oh, the ones that we've been peeing on all night. <laughs> oh, like, <man>. awesome. <laughs> You're a fucking class ass. She probably didn't fucking flinch. She's like, nah, yeah, and fuck it. I'm probably going to piss on them too. Yeah. <laughs> but we also got her to roll a joint on one of our seven inches and we took a picture of her doing it. And nice. it was, yeah, we had that picture up online for a minute. It was pretty cool. So you paid the rest of the way to get to chaos and chaos with that. It's like, <laughs> Where's you your royalties? That. Yeah, exactly. And you always got to think, did she ever get there? Did she ever find I hope that so. magical land? You like to think they do, right? God bless her, man. Yeah. I hope she got there. The it, last chaos was 10 years ago now. Fuck. I that's remember, prob- that's uh, around like when it was. It was probably the last one. I remember being and my buddy AJ used to book shows at the uh, Kennett, Pennsylvania, American Legion Hall. And like certain like a lot of the kids from Newark Delaware would come up and they none of them were poor but they would always be dumpster diving at the restaurants around and would always get we would always get in trouble get yelled at by people because they would go to the owners of the Legion Halls like yo every time there's a function there people are digging through our dumpsters (laughs) and I'm like dude these are all people that like can afford food and stuff so it's like they needed to do that they were just doing it they were always barefoot too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, have you guys heard of tetanus? Like I start sounding like an old like an old grandma. I was like, have you heard of tetanus? It's a real thing. You gotta get a shot in your tukus. You know, it's like <laughs> there's glass on the oh, street God, there. dude. Get it in your cock and balls. <laughs> and then fucking the dude I was booking with, AJ started doing it because he was a fatty, you know, like well he's not anymore, but he was a fatty like me. And they would come up and give him stale Dunkin' Donuts. And he'd be like, oh, whatever, fuck it. And he would just be fucking gunning like Boston Cream. Sure. I'm like, dude, they can't be good. He's like, they're not. I'm like, all right. It's like, you know. He's just doing it for the love of the game. Fair. <laughs> fair is fair, dude. Just fuck. out of respect to that fucking little mustachioed Super Mario looking dude who used to make the donuts. Mustachio, no. 
He's got to be Thomas, dead by now, right? That guy's got to be dead by now because you figure. Those commercials were like the early 70s. Dude, someone tried to convince me that that guy was Captain Lou Albano. <laughs> and I was like, no fucking way. This might be way before your time, Tom, but there used to be this little old man that would do Dunkin' Donuts commercials. He wasn't old, though. No, he was he like saw, a middle-aged, normal guy. But so, he, so in those times, he was 39? Yes. <laughs> exactly. You know, he already had black lung. Yeah. But uh, he had a, like, you know, like a bald, he was balding. We had like the Mr. Burns crown. And like a thick, like Super Mario mustache. Remember, the- um, the call back to our wrestling discussion like 20 minutes ago. He looked like Paul Bearer, sure. the Undertaker's yeah. manager. Yeah. With, 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 yeah. Without, with. Just picture him with an apron on, like, yeah, making donuts. Over. I and, can like, see his it. whole bit was, time to make the donuts, you know, and that was his thing. Yes, it is. But he was, it's like, time. a short, fat, time. like, Dago. And somebody tried to convince me that he was another short, fat Dago, Captain Lou Albano. Dude, I don't know if you remember him. Lou Albano was tall. Was he? That's why I never understood him playing Mario in the Super Mario Brothers show. Mm. Such a good fucking show, Because he was dude. like, he was a like towering tall guy, and it's like, Mario's a little short Didn't guy. Didn't that motherfucker yeah. who played Luigi on that shit must have been a fucking statue? That's the thing. They were like the same height in the show, so you knew, like... He was like, a, no, Luigi's like a good foot taller than like, Mario on the show. Do so I gotta suspend disbelief here at like seven years old? <laughs> like, enjoy this show? I was always like, how does that big fuck fit down a warp pipe? And like, dude, <laughs> dude, I used to fucking love that shit. Because Monday through Thursday, it was Mario. But on Fridays, Legend of Zelda, dude. Mm-hmm. That was a TV show? Yeah, yeah. dude. The Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Remember, remember the cereal that cartoon, came out? It was a cartoon, but like... Inters, like in between, like the because the cartoons were like five minutes, and then it would another five minute cartoon, then another five minute cartoons. And in between each was a live action, like I guess skits and stuff. Picture and, picture Wayne's World if it were hosted by a real life Mario and Luigi. It was just like them yeah. in like a living room, and they like, were sitting like, on a couch, yeah, just like goofing around, hosting Super Mario cartoons. But they were dressed like Mario and Luigi and shit like that, really hamming up like the fake Italian accents. And stuff. Mm. Yeah, it was a mm-hmm. fucking fantastic show. Yeah, I love that fucking show, dude. Nice. Remember, do you remember the cereal? Oh yeah, with the bag on each side, yeah. the Zelda and the Zelda's Mario on one cereal. Side, yeah. Mario and the other. Huh. The Mario one was uh fruity. It was it, basically like Chex cereal with just like really dude. fucking sugary marshmallows. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. Fast food and marketing were fucking something else back mm-hmm. then. Oh goddamn right they were. Jesus Christ. It's not the same. You're, you're all of a sudden like I think about that cereal at least once a week still. And then I always think about the thing that came after it was, remember, no, Nerds Candy? Of course mm-hmm. I They had Nerds Cereal, and it was the same, it was this almost the same cereal as the Nintendo cereal. Yeah, it was the divider down the middle, yeah. just like the candy boxes Like the old had. nerd mm-hmm. box. Like a box, yeah. yeah. And I remember at my house, like, I would blow through the Zelda side mm-hmm. way faster, <laughs> and my mom's like, you're not getting new cereal until you, you the Mario the side. Fuck. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> I was like, how dare you, Deborah? It's like Homer with the Neapolitan mm. ice cream. <laughs> the chocolate's gone on mm-hmm. like seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> what a delight he is. Oh my God, dude. That's my mom. Dude, I admit, dude, cereal fucking, I remember going out and getting Frankenberry, Count Chocula, and I'd have the, each time I go to the store, I would beg for all of them. <laughs> because I wanted one of each. Pick one. <laughs> and it would always end up the same way. Bag cereal. <laughs> <laughs> the goddamn Malto meals. And it was like the puffed wheat. Oh, dude. But I remember because all the names of them were uh, like one letter off from the actual cereal. 
and Frosted Flakes was Frosted Flakers oh. and shit like that. But um, this one kid I used to go to school with, this was actually high school. He lived at like one neighborhood over and he would just come over to my house and we both get picked up at my house to go to school. And I, even then I was still getting cereal in a bag, you know, the, the discount cereal. And he was like, yo, my parents too. Would, he's like, my parents do this too. He's like, I'll show you a trick. And he poured, it was uh, the fake Captain Crunch into a bowl. And he looked at my, like the, my cabinets, found the one thing of Hershey's syrup and just <laughs> all over that shit. Doused it with milk, stirred it. He's like, there you go. Now it's good. Yeah. And I was like, you are a fucking genius. Shout out to Dutch Van Heest. What a fantastic human you were. Little mix are. you. Uh, I got to pee. You guys carry this show. How far we've come. <laughs> come. <laughs> well, let's see. Talk about cereal. Bye, Dennis. Bye. See you tomorrow. Let's see. Cereal. I'm fucking boring, dude. <laughs> I am. I like Dude, I, I still geek out over like shitty kid cereal that Idiot. I see in the supermarket. I'm boring as fuck. I do plain Cheerios. That's the thing. I just turned 40, so it's like I should be looking at the healthy cereal at the top I don't on even the give top a, shelf, but I don't even I'm give still... a fuck about health, dude. It's the it, I just like it for the flavor, honestly. And Honey Nut is too sweet for me. I'm a wimp. Jesus. I, I don't know, dude. And but I say that, but my other favorite cereal is Honey Bunches of Oats. With almonds. Yeah. I don't it, mind those. It, it hits different, but they're just like plain Cheerios. Greatest of all time. I don't think I've... That, that's a hot take. I haven't heard that from anybody. What? Not even like my parents who eat like boring ass like old people cereal. I eat old people cereal. One of my favorite cereals in the whole world is Grape Nuts. Mm-hmm. My favorite cereal. Tooth crackers. My favorite cereal of all time. Plain Cheerios. I agree. See? You know what's great? Not that crazy. Plain Cheerios, fresh berries. That makes sense. Now, Just like the box. Damn, I'm outnumbered. As I've gotten older, one thing, though, this is actually happened to me like about three days ago. There was a box of Golden Grams in the cabinet. And I fucking housed like two bowls one night. Mm-hmm. And I went, had, then I went to go to bed. And my arms were shaking. Uh-huh. Like the muscles were shaking. I'm like, I can't handle it anymore. I don't have the tolerance anymore. Like, I I don't know. I, mean, well, I, I bought a box of uh, Lucky Charms s'mores. I don't know if that's naughty. like a limited edition box that they're Sounds doing. disgustingly it's, naughty. It's, it's basically... <laughs> go, it's, it's <laughs> naughty. It's Golden Grams. <laughs> yes. It's Golden Grams pieces with Lucky Charms marshmallows. Fuck me running. Yeah. Which is good because when you think about it, Lucky Charms, like the cereal pieces... It's, mm, yeah, nothing to write pointless. home about. Like it's every, a vehicle for the marshmallows. Every little kid in worth his weight in, in salt would fucking do the same thing. You fish around the shitty cereal pieces, yeah. eat all the marshmallows, eat the marshmallows, then try to let your mom let you pour more in the bowl <laughs> to get more marshmallows. <laughs> it's like the marshmallows did all the lifting. I used to eat them dry, dude. I couldn't wait. That's one of the few cereals you can you can eat dry still. To I stopped day. eating dried cereal when I got teeth. You know, it's just like one of those things, you know. <laughs> Which time? <laughs> well, this is how I eat Cheerios now. What I do is I lick my hands and smack them on the table. Why? So they all get stuck on my hand. And then I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? get all slobbery. Because that's how I did it when I first started eating Cheerios. Jesus so I figure I might as well Christ. do it now. If I fix what ain't broke. 
What the fuck? No. Fucking straight up mental patient <laughs> behavior. <laughs> you never seen a little kid eat Cheerios like that? No. With their soggy little baby hands is fucking get stuck with Cheerios. And yeah. Like, nom, nom, nom. Yeah. In a high chair. Yeah. That's what I do now. Cause I, <laughs> I do that now. So I keep it real. Uh, real. Yo, fucking... just because you guys fucking lost heart for the game doesn't mean I fucking gotta. Ah, hey, respect. I want more. Yeah. I want, like the fucking Scissors of Mercy said, I want more. Now. With the fucking spoon, This dude. might be boring on conspiracy, but do you think mm. some cereals change up their recipes once they get popular? Um, I think there's something to that. What, Case like the, the new Coke? conspiracy where like they that's did it not just a conspiracy. to change it back that fucking that, that's no, 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 no. I, I mean like our yeah, cereal is following mean. that template look is what you're saying when oreo o's first dropped like holy shit like that shit was straight up fucking crack oh my god dude it was the most amazing cereal that i had ever tasted in my entire life and then like i, I got to this thing i was like all right dude you're like a 300 pounds and you're only in like sixth grade <laughs> It's like you gotta fucking stop with the cereal, and then I hit it up again later when I was like in high school. I was like, I'm gonna get a fucking box of Oreos and just fucking beat them up, and it just not what you remember. No, not at all. Like maybe my palate had changed, or the cereal itself had changed. I I still eat like shit, so I don't think it's my palate. Mm, I was gonna be my first guess though, because your palate does change. I've had. I think there's something. I've had that experience with a lot of stuff. Like there's like late 90s snack foods that I wanted to revisit. Oh, they're terrible. Recently, yeah. and they're, I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it, it's too common for it not to be a pattern. Like, I feel like they, they change up. snack cake type things suck to me now. And it's like, dude, I used to, obviously by looking at me, I used to beat those fuckers up. <laughs> but It's the problem with anything with mass production. The only thing that still holds up is the peanut butter candy cakes by Tasty Cake. Mm. Or whatever, whoever puts them out. Anything that anything that's um, uh, mass produced like that, they're obviously sacrificing ingredients for cost. Right. It's a simple yeah. fucking one plus one problem there. And if it's been twenty years since you've had one, there's probably been significant corner cutting since. Yeah. So now, like you know, like the you don't notice it gradually over time if you consistently eat that stuff. Maybe, but not. if you take like a long layover yeah, between like a couple years the last between, time yeah. and the next time, yeah, I get it. No. It's like all those boomers that, like, you know, when you were like, "Yo, they used to put real sugar in sodas when I was young." They put like, cocaine in Coca Cola. You're like, when whatever, I was dude. Like whatever, peepaw. <laughs> and now here I am on the fucking corner, like oatmeal cream pies <laughs> used to taste a lot better. Yeah. Like, Jesus, dude. But I was seriously convinced that like they had changed the recipe for Oreos to make it less desirable. Why I don't know about do that? I, don't I don't know about know. less desirable on purpose. That doesn't make sense. You would never. They would never sacrifice a flagship cookie like an Oreo. Like we don't that. know what goes through George Soros's mind, dude. Uh, you're not wrong. Here we go. You want to get into some news before this turns into an episode of Taste Buds? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, hit it up. Hit it up, son. Well, meanwhile, we're already talking about food. Oh, How about the price of eggs? You know what I'm saying? Eggs! <laughs> I, took a, I took a picture of this sign. Look how much them fucking eggs cost. Oh, I saw that, too. Yeah. That's right up on my house. <laughs> it says $500. The decimal point is really, really, really small. That's right uh, by the park by my house. It yeah. is, because some fucking genius went like this. To make the the fucking <laughs> dot instead of drawing one that was legible. But even uh, when you, you're like writing a price like that, don't you make the zeros smaller? You should. 
anybody with half, or, a, half or a brain. not include them at all. Yeah, just a big five. And also, I uh, think, dude, my my wife comes home with free eggs all the fucking time. Uh, she brag. teaches, she teaches in like a farm town, basically. Like yeah. it's it's way out past like the fucking boondocks, like a half hour away from where we live. And there's always parent because like her her uh, afternoon duty. <laughs> <laughs> duty, duty. <laughs> no, but like Mike's her- wife poops in the afternoon. Chicken burger. Chicken burger. No, but her 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 afternoon um, bus duty is she she stays <laughs> duty on the bus. <laughs> I'm gonna come. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Britt. Lots of chickens out there. Sorry, Britt. No, she's in car line. Like the kids who get picked up by their parents and don't go on the bus. So she's in that loop that like loops around the school. Okay. So she knows a lot of the parents cause she sees everybody. Cause she teaches like a, like a special class. Like, um, she teaches STEM. So she sees all the kids in the building. She's not just like a classroom teacher. Well, when you think about it, all students are special. <sighs> just like Olympians. There you go. <laughs> so like all the parents know her, all the parents love her. So they're like, Oh, I, I have this from my farm and I, I'm, here's this free shit that like we harvested today. And so they, they have always chickens bring, is what I'm yeah, saying. they have chickens. So she, com- she comes home with, like, fucking pallets of fucking eggs, like, weekly. And I'm just like... Sarah Bell's when it rains, bitching about them, and you're just, like, fucking... When like, it rains, it fucking pours, baby. you just laying back <laughs> on your bed, just, like, surrounded by eggs. <laughs> like fucking Lavelle Crawford in Breaking Bad laying on the money. <laughs> I never saw it, so I don't get Tony Montana doing a just face plant and a yes. bunch of fucking raw eggs. Well, it was my, one of my first jobs. Uh, I was washing dishes at this restaurant, and one morning... Me and my sister are on our way there, and a chicken truck jackknifes. It's right in front of Willow Run. I remember this. Mm. I, okay. Oh my God! I on have a 52. distinct, I have a distinct right remem- memory of that. Yeah, and it jackknifes right. So we're behind this chicken truck, maybe like three cars, and the chickens that didn't just get killed instantly in the the accident either just fucking ran off. Or they got were so like shocked and stunned they were just kind of standing there. Mm-hmm. And there's an opposite of Will Run was those apartments behind this, the this is 141 Donuts. by the way. Yeah, yeah, there's those apartments there. People were fucking flying out of those apartments, coming over their fences, grabbing up chickens and just hauling ass back to the apartment <laughs> building. Which honestly, eh, if you have any need to kill a chicken, go for it. But the next, I'd say two three months. Constant signs are there that are like fresh eggs, free eggs, <laughs> free baby chicks, Hell yeah. shit like that. I was like, yo, this is fucking sparked like a new like fucking entrepreneurship in those apartment buildings right I, there. I have such a distinct memory of that accident. Oh, I'm sure it smelled great. I was, that I was smell, trying, dude. I was trying to pull up a picture. This happened yesterday. There was a really bad tractor trailer accident on Route 55 right by my job. LOL. Uh, they were hauling chicken waste. Oh, no. So it was like all the parts that they cut off the chicken that basically can't get sold at yeah. the butcher or oh. the supermarket. I was thinking of So the pictures duty. in the news. No. <laughs> the pictures in the news article, it just looked like a fucking, like a red room all across <laughs> oh, man. the highway. Like all it was just, just fucking yeah. guts. Feet and beaks and shit. <laughs> Good Lord. I remember my dad texted me. I was still at work. He was like, oh, don't take Route 55 home. Chicken truck got fucking flipped over. I'm like... Cool. Are there chickens all over the road? And he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> literally." Were you like, "What kind of truck was the chicken driving?" Am I right? <laughs> chicken in an S10. Am I? <laughs> Which came oh. first? <laughs> Me listening to Napalm Death. Oh, hey, callback. Like, yeah. I wish is I was. That, uh, I wish I was. Dead. I'm gonna come. 
Oh, right there. I'm going to come. I wish I was dead. When I pull and it gets bigger. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you can see. A central New York woman was arrested after police say she pushed her two grandchildren into the frigid river. So what? We got a hero on our hands? <laughs> she wanted to, uh, she wanted to quote, she, uh, she did not intend to harm them. She wanted to create memories. I love how, like, the picture that you just handed me, it's like this nice picture. I was looking for her mugshot. <laughs> but That's... it's funny as shit, but it's like of a picture, like, you're, like, a grandparent would take of the river and just, like, show on, like, Facebook, like, look at this nice picture I took of the river today. But then, like, dot, 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 Billy and Cindy are under it. You know, <laughs> like... little baby feet kicking up in the air. <laughs> What's she trying to create a memory of? Um... Fucking All those wacky noodles she bought that are going to go on to use now. <laughs> she, the the children were five and three years old, so they could. And she pushed them in so they could go swimming. Neither of the children knew how to swim. Pussies, <laughs> training them for a polar bear plunge. Water water temperature was around thirty eight degrees. Oh. Pussies. <laughs> Doesn't sound like her problem. It sounds like the parents' fault. Yeah, it's me. The children were fully submerged. Raised a couple of fucking softies. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Grandma was charged with two counts of first-degree reckless endangerment and two counts of endangering the welfare of a child. And uh, let's see. The, the, the police were called to the children's home for a report of child abuse. When they arrived, a woman told police her children were pushed into the Oswego River by their maternal grandmother. The children had told their mother what happened. After she picked up the kids and warmed them up, she called 911. The kids were evaluated by EMS. They did not show any signs of injury. How great would it be like a 911 call? It's like, yeah, 911, how can I help you? Yo, my grandkids are bitches. <laughs> They're soft like baby thighs. What can you do for me? If I put a cell phone in my hand, can one of your officers shoot them? <laughs> <laughs> Take my kids to jail for the night so they can fucking harden up. <laughs> Oswego, that's that's upstate. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's right. They should be used to cold water by now. <laughs> I'm just saying. At three and five, though? Yeah. Were you? Me? I wasn't even ready for cold water yesterday when I took a shower. <laughs> it's like, fuck, dude. I'm just kidding. I don't take showers. But I don't know. I figured those kids were made sterner up there when it comes to cold. Uh, you would think. Like, all those... like. If it was a Midwestern kid, oh hell, well, well, you're talking like Wisconsin Midwest. Yes. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, those kids know what's up. Those kids are hardy. Or any kids by the Great Lakes, they know what's up, dude. Yeah, they get that lake. They cold. swim in that shit year round, dude. Uh-huh. Those kids will a never get sick. B don't give a fuck about the cold. No, but They're apparently big. Oswego just breeds puss puss. Upstate New York, mm. dude. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's the grandma's fault. I mean, I think she raised her kids as well as she could, and she just figured that her kids would take the le- the teachings that she and her husband gave she's them. Got to pick up their slack, you know. And then she's like, "Oh, I didn't know my daughter or was it daughter or what son or whatever was raising a bunch of fucking daughter, weak yeah. ass fucking pussies." Mm-hmm. She's like, "I mean, I guarantee you she pushed them in before she went and grabbed them out when she saw they were drowned. She was just shaking her head, just like." Mm-mm. <laughs> Can't hang, could you? This is what happens when they just be sitting in high chairs all day, smacking Cheerios with their sticky hands. <laughs> it's the damn video games. It's, it's that damn Sonic the Hedgehog just taking away their fucking ability to battle cold. Fuck. Free grandma, dude. Free grandma. Yeah. Free grandma, indeed. 
She's uh four she forty six year old grandma. Oh. So, so how looks, she looks. Oh so cool. Yeah. I couldn't tell. I couldn't how's find her, her picture. How's her titty game? I couldn't find a picture. <laughs> if I see her on mug shawties, I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> Yo. I, you ever see that? Oh, fucking? I'm a fan. Oh. <laughs> Have I seen it? <laughs> They're starting a podcast. Really? Oh, they yeah. fucking should. I don't know. No, not podcast. Game show. Ooh, what's the premise? Bring the girl on, and you have the people have the guess like what they're for, and it's kind of like um, what's the one is like uh, how much does this you know whole showcase cost? And he's like, Price is right. Price is right. And just like yeah, just like, bring the girl on. But, like, this what did is, she do? This is so and so. She's <laughs> from Ken. There's your show name. <laughs> she, she's from she's from Kensington. You know, she wears pajama bottoms day day in day out you know what do you think she's guilty of it's like eh, ebt fraud it's like fuck that was an easy one that's level one yeah you, you know you work your way up that's round one then it's like yo she's from uh let's say she's from st louis she used to be a mother like uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> it's who wants to be there's a, your clue who wants to be a millionaire with lifelines meets Price is right. Yeah. Meets mug shorties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yo, edit this part out so we can pitch it. Like, what's her name? Shit. It's like, Michaela? Oh, this could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> it could be fraud. It could be triple homicide. <laughs> oh, stabbing. Sorry. <laughs> either way, she's definitely wearing Crocs. Absolutely. Oh, fuck, dude. The footwear of a criminal. I'm telling you. Speaking of criminals. I love criminals. Uh, debit card left during a Florida robbery leads to arrest. Classic debit card. (laughs) (laughs) A Flagler County Sheriff says a man arrested on burglary theft charges left his debit card at the scene of the crime. We all been there, eh? It's just I'm saying. That's it? No. Oh. (laughs) I was like, all right. Crime (laughs) might not pay, but authorities say a criminal tried to. Authorities rested a Florida man who they said... I paused for a laugh and just didn't go. I was just... It was for effect. They said Uh, broke into a convenience store and took a few items. He left his debit card behind. Deputies responded to an alarm at a closed Palm Coast gas station in the early morning of February, according to the Facebook post. February something. The store owner showed deputies surveillance video, and they also located a debit card with the suspect's name on it. On the counter near the register, sheriff said. The deputies actually recognized the man in the video from a vehicle fire near the gas station <laughs> earlier that night. <laughs> hey, it's Mike from the vehicle fire. Isn't that Mike from the vehicle fire? <laughs> yeah, this I think Florida? it is. <laughs> Flagler Hi. County. Yeah, you with the burning Jetta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still driving it. <laughs> he must have really wanted those oh, items to break you. into a closed convenience store to get them. Leaving a debit card behind does not only does not absolve you from theft or committing a burglary. Yo, how sick would it be if the cops just fucking took that dude's debit card and just used it to pay for lunch? <laughs> Wouldn't you? Like, just take him and arrest him, and like, right as soon as they leave, like, the interrogation room, like, hey, hey, by the way, dude, like, five of us had Buffalo Wild Wings on the debit card, so good, good Thanks. luck. Thanks. Good luck at the end of the month, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> good luck on the B-dubs. <laughs> <laughs> that Asian zing is... Yeah. <laughs> Deputies said they tracked the man down to return the debit card and arrested him for burglary and theft. At least they gave him his card back. Here's your card back, by the way. You're under arrest. 
I'll just cut in half in front of him. Like, oopsie. <laughs> Guess I'm tampering with evidence. <laughs> That's the problem with cops, dude. Too, too many missed opportunities on their part. They're too busy shooting on our people to do have some real fun. Dude, I would have a field day in that evidence lockup. Oh, my God. Imagine how much fucking gold is in there. Oh, my God, dude. Guns. Especially in Florida. Cash. Think, think, think about the standard evidence lockup in, like, a Florida panhandle police station. Oh, I've, I've watched uh, Dexter. There's probably, like, live animals in it and shit. <laughs> it's like, why is there a fucking... fucking pangolins. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I was trying to think of that animal's name. The COVID pangolin is in, <laughs> is in the Tallahassee State the, the Police. bougie armadillo? Lockup. <laughs> it's, it's a pangolin. It's not a bougie armadillo. What would be... Yeah, if you were the evidence lockup cop, what would be... <laughs> Look at the crown pattern around his head. What would be my... What would be, giveaway. What would be, like, your first... If you had a freebie? Yeah. One that you could get away with? I already knew mine. Shit. Of, of evidence? Not, like, keeping or anything, but, like, what would be, like, the first, like, dickhead thing you would do if you were in charge of evidence lockup at a Florida p- police station? Oh, easy. PS5. No, you're not thinking <laughs> things through, stupid. I'd try meth once. <laughs> Fair. Let's see what the hype's about. Dude, do you realize how much DNA would be getting spilled on my, on my fellow officers? <laughs> it's just be like, Tim, think fast! You know, just like right in his fucking, like, right on his chin. Oh, uh, dude. I'm thinking Look at about- Tim's chin! He loves it! Loves it! I'm thinking about playing video games at work. I'm thinking about splashing cum on people. <laughs> we are not the same. You will never be one of us. <laughs> they Jesus. don't keep cum in evidence. <laughs> yeah, they do. What do you think DNA samples are? Uh, they don't all... keep it in like the dank ass like evidence locker in the That's basement. That's what I'm thinking of. That's like a whole different wing of the fucking. Or like the the fingernails that like have like suspects DNA underneath of it. Just start That's start, in like forensics. Just start yeah, cleaning yeah. your teeth out with it. Well, what are you we talk? What are you guys talking about? Like the evidence, evidence lockup, lock where like they keep. Like inanimate objects, not fucking oh, yeah, dude, DNA. Definite meth. Yeah. Yeah, that's just 100%. fucking... Yeah, dude. Well, all right. Anything to forget I'm, I'm a cop for like 20 minutes? Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'll even give that fentanyl shit a try. Like, what's that? Only nice a small drop? All right, I'll do half a drop. Oh. Hey, that's the rule. Take half. Exactly. And then next time I arrest somebody for like taking you can always it, take more. You can't take less. Next time I got a Narcan to do, I'll be like, yeah, you fucking Sally. I just did a bunch of that on my tongue the other day. Here's your fucking dress. Give me a curtsy. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your story, Thomas. No, I didn't even start it. It's fine. Okay. Now, there's a... Let's see if you can guess where this is from based on the headline. Florida. Florida. Well, <laughs> careful. Texas. Ohio. Careful. Firefighters share shocking aftermath after students put a toaster on its side to make a cheese toasty. Oh, apparently it was at MIT, so that's Massachusetts. <laughs> Turns out this is an awful idea. Not really. This is a photo of the aftermath of the fire. Damn, man. So they didn't get no fucking sandwich? They obviously didn't see the episode of Worst Chefs in America where <laughs> they tried that. <laughs> and they started a fire in the fucking studio. And Percy Foster said, what? <laughs> What no, are you? He, he doesn't host that one. That's what the, are you? the the chick with the fucking blonde hedgehog oh, cut fucking host and, that one. Uh, and and Amberell. Yep. The girl yeah, the chick I kinda want a finger. <laughs> yeah, the first round of that, those seasons are always like, cook the one thing that like you think is your specialty. And the one chick tried doing that and almost fucking burned the studio down well, there. Yep. 
dozens Here's of... Here's why oh. I know I'm a great chef. Yeah. Because I have successfully cooked a tombstone deep dish pizza in a toaster on its side. You're a fucking wizard. Brag. <laughs> Hard brag, dude. <laughs> dozens of firefighters... Matrix. <laughs> dozens of firefighters in England... We're oh, called to a blaze wow. at university accommodation after a group of students tried to make a cheese toasty by burning a toaster on its side. I should have guessed it when they said toasty, toasty. And not just a melt. The most flavorful English food ever created. It's the English <laughs> name for a grilled cheese. They're so Look, stupid. Much like their other stupid words. Backward ass they are Brits. so stupid, dude. dude for, some, for some people who... It's all that oi music. <laughs> Fair enough. For people who uh, invented the English language, they sure do butcher it. Yeah, Christ. Many like to find little hacks and make their life easier. Well, whether it's putting tin foil over a baking tray so you don't have to wash it up, or popping to the supermarket at just the right time, ugh, on a Sunday Stop. to pick up all the reduced <laughs> items. I just realized I'm reading a British person's sentence. Because pop over to the supermarket. Pop on in. But this is one life hack you absolutely should not try. Oh. A group of students at Avery Hill Road Accommodation who presumably did not own a George Foreman decided the second best way to make a toasty was to turn their toaster on its side and put the cheese sandwich in it. I put, a.k.a. stupid British slang for grilled cheese. This is just fucking proof that George needs to branch out. Mm. Like, George, you got fucking... Dude, Foreman grills are so fucking tight. They're, They're sick as fuck, dude. Dude. A hot dog on a George Foreman grill? Are you Dude. joking me? It's the best way to cook a diesel. It's so good. Dude, he, yeah, he just needs to fucking go market over there, dude. The London Fire Brigade says, just use a George Foreman grill next time, lads. I'm surprised they don't have, like, a stupid name for the George. Like, you put it on the George, you know, with your bits and your bobs. And, uh, <laughs> At least yeah. that's only shortening it. When uh, What resulted was a fire <laughs> that required four fire engines and around 25 firefighters to get it under control. The brigade said part of the ground floor for a three-story block had been damaged by fire, but there were no reports of any injuries. Please don't do this. <laughs> Only use electrical products for their designated use. Jesus Christ. First Brexit, now no toasties? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Free Prince Andrew. Sorry. Uh, that just came out. Oh, sausage fingers? <laughs> Those things are so good. They definitely look like pigs in a blanket, don't they? <laughs> Oh fuck! They just they just get into what fucking causes a fire and crimes and shit. Gay, dude. If I was there, I just start, if I was in England, I'd just start a fire for entertainment. What uh. else they got? It's so dreary over there. Yeah, <laughs> light the place up a little bit. That's why they're all such curmudgeons. Wouldn't you be? <laughs> I got one more news. Oh story. shit confiscated this is for anybody with kids who go to school confiscated Gross. nintendo switch prompts student to pummel high school teacher uh all right well, what game was he playing probably super smash i mean that's how you start a melee Ooh. <sighs> the attack at a high school in palm coast florida yeah wow was captured on video shocker a teen has been charged with felony aggravated burglar b- battery. Sorry, a six fo- six foot six high school f- pummeled <laughs> a female school employee, leaving her unconscious after she confiscated his Nintendo Switch, according to police. With a six foot six high school student. He was 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 this the class down by the boiler room, or was this like in one of the regular hallways? You got to pet him hard so he feels I, it. I looked in the and the video looks like just a regular ass classroom. Six foot six, one two hundred and seventy pounds. 
That's what you it's call not that big. That's what you call a problem. That kid is a problem. That's, that's like ca- NFL stats. That's right what you there. call that's... my calf. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, the the student stated that he was upset because the victim took his Nintendo Switch away from him during class. The sheriff's office statement said the teen has been charged with felony felony aggravated burglary, uh, burglary battery with bodily harm. And has been turned over to the Department of Ju- Juvenile Justice, according to the office. Apparently that teacher's never played Animal Crossing. That's what I'm saying. Shit's right? addictive, man. You can't just put it down. Then your crops are dead. I'm fucking fishing out here. Right? Yo, I'm trying to sell turnips. You interrupt with my yes. fucking productivity. I'm, I'm learning. I'll, I'll fucking brain you in the middle of class, I'm too. I'm showing Tom Nook, and you're just fucking up here like, <laughs> oh, give me your switch, dude. I'm like, no. R- relax. Okay, I got IPO to build. And I was like, man. It's only Sunday once a week, cunt. The video no, catch. No, no turnips on Sundays. You, have, oh. you buy them on Sundays. Yeah. Though. That's when they're cheapest, right? Well, Jesus it depends. Christ, it depends on your shit. It depends on the. It depends on uh, the pattern on your island that <laughs> mm. day. There's somebody here fucks children. Who <laughs> 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 me? Honestly, if I had to switch, I'd probably be playing Animal Crossing too. It's fucking yeah. sick. Game's fucking great. <laughs> the video captures the teen kicking the worker twice while she was on the ground. He then hits her more than a dozen times on her body and head. Video shows. I, she, first of all, she's stupid. She should, instantly should have started shielding herself with the switch. <laughs> True. They that would have stopped it. the barrage right away. This kid must have been from New Jersey. <laughs> Why attack, was he wearing sweatpants and a attack, cargo vest? The attack lasted about 25 seconds. In the video, several people are seen getting the student off the employee and restraining him. After the attack, the arrest report says the teen spat in the direction of the injured worker and said that when he returns, he is, quote, he is going to kill her. Uh, this definitely is an Animal Crossing. This yeah, is definitely this is... this is an Elden Ring crime. <laughs> <laughs> he was locked in Mortal Kombat with Malkith the Black Blade, and like he was so fucking close after his 39th try. And Mrs. Davies is like, oh, give me your switch. And he was just like, do you understand? Not now. <laughs> not now. Just pause it. Not now. Just not fucking you can't pause. just pause it. <laughs> You can tell that teacher has a barren womb. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> Just pause it. If I had a dollar, oh. dude, god, I would it. have seventeen dollars right now. I could just imagine myself uh. doing the little fucking. You can't just pause it. Oh fuck, Christ! The Not b- now, mom. I'm getting called the n-word by fourteen-year-old kids on Teamspeak. <laughs> the boy's parents could not be reached for comment. The kid doesn't have parents. Are you kidding me? It has one deadbeat mom that just fucking gives him the switch and sits him in his yeah. corner. And obviously, she feeds him well if he's fucking. Tom six Nook and fuck Isabella, her parents. Pushing 300. His parents. Six foot six. <laughs> I really hope that kid has like that that giant, like George Murasan voice. Is like, please give me back my Nintendo Switch, Mrs. Davis. <laughs> and she's like, not till after class. He's like, I must. See, he says he hates sports, but he made a fucking George Mura song reference. You want to know why? I would, I would, I would never, do. You wanna I would why? never dig up a deep cut. Like you want to know why I know about George Murasan? The film, My Giant. All, All right. right. Okay. I mean, come Fair on, enough. dude. <laughs> he, he fucking prepped us for that voice too. I was like, what is this? Dude, I think all I remember from him was there was like a commercial. I forget what the commercial was for, but it was him with the cologne. Yeah. Where he sprayed it. And he's like, 
Oh. <laughs> Didn't he do the one where, what was the one where uh, they kept saying, like, yo, can I write check? Was that, did he do that one too? Remember those commercials? Huh? I'm sure I think he it was did. American Express. Probably. Express. Yeah, like, they, they exploited, they exploited him check? for like a solid year. And it was like, I've always had like guests, like one was Yogi Berra. Mm. They're like, yo. He's like, no, Yogi. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like Yao Ming did it and shit. I'm like, ugh. Huh. I just remember it was one of those fucking basketball players that looked so was so tall, it looked like it was killing them slowly. Yeah. They're f- the, the, the pain his knees must have been in. That shit is just fucking weird. Like joints. What? Advertisement peaked in the 90s, too. Not just cereal. It really did, dude. Marketing, dude. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, maybe it's the cereals that made, what made George Muir saying the way he is. <laughs> you ever Whatever notice? third world country he's from. That's why they changed the formula on Oreos. Too many fucking <laughs> nine foot teenagers were coming out. It's like, I think it's, it's like Ken Griffey. It's like, I think this is causing gigantic. Gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's all I had in the news well, today. Well, moving quite right along. Do you have anything else there in your diary before I get no, man, into keep, the, keep nitty, moving. To the nitty We're gritty? We're supposed to have an, another person come with us today, but uh, apparently they're a Rudy Pooh candy ass. Mm-hmm. And so I, normally, gripping inquiry is only for first timers. But since this kid fucking flaked on us, his gripping inquiries are going to Mike. Absolutely. As they should, rightfully I, so. I got to redeem myself from the fucking turd I laid last time anyway. Eh. Oh, people have done way worse than you do. Yeah, you've done... No, I was, your, I was your first guest from Jersey, and I couldn't fucking lay down the E-Town Concrete lyric. I'm and looking, you weren't the last. There's your, there's your right now. I should just ask you the same fucking... <laughs> I just know one was about AIDS medicine. <laughs> oh, I fucking slam dunked that one. Yeah, it's true. You did. That's one of the few you fucking nailed right away. Yeah, the Big Tarvey commercial? Yeah. With all those hot was, gay dudes in it? Yeah, it was Cavanuva or Big Tarvey, yeah. Big Tarvey all the way, man. All right, all right. This is our recurring segment of... Segment. Segment. <laughs> That's because I'm always thinking about segregation because I'm a closet All racist. right, George. <laughs> Are you done? Captain comments. <sighs> Anywho, this is gripping inquiries where we fucking you gonna go you gonna go take a tinky, a tinky winky. Should I wait for you? Because no. I'm not gonna. No. Release me. All right. So I'm gonna start calling you. This kid was supposed to come up. His name's Tyler. Okay. I don't remember his last name because I really didn't give a fuck. And you're wrong. Foreign fuck? hands, Tyler. Right? No, some fucking jagaloon from fucking Maryland. No. So I'm gonna refer to you, Tyler. Want to give these questions? Let's go. I roll. Question number one: How was the trip? Who cares? Boring. Ah, fuck! You beat me to it. God <laughs> damn it! Question number two: This is a fucking serious question, dude. Did you ever think about the infrastructure of Candylands and how it's not sustainable to live in Candyland? Yeah, in the summer, everything's sticky. Fuck that. Exactly. God is fucking dude. Spot on, dude. All right. Number three. What is your top three Joseph Coney moments? Uh, when that dude was fucking beaten off in the middle of the street. Okay. No, two more. That was the Stop Coney founder. That's yeah. not Joseph himself. Well, it's, I mean, that's it's, one. It's, it's, that's it ties a into a Joseph Coney right, moment. Right. Yeah, I'll get that. It counts. Uh, I picked the same thing two more times because that's how cool it was. Yep. Fucking 100% correct. You're fucking killing it so far, dude. I'm telling you, right. it's my redemption. So, uh, there's this movie where this bear does cocaine, and it's called Cocaine Bear. Do what? You, do you get it? 
No. Me, me, me neither. The the true story that that movie was based on is so fucking boring. How could that possibly be boring? Because the true story is it was like a hiker or like a hunter in the woods. You're right. This is boring. He just finds the bear dead. Oh. And then like oh, that's just bad reporting. A few hundred feet like down the trail in like this clearing, he finds the suitcase with like where the cocaine was in. Oh, this is just this sad. It was like awful. oh, like these drug smugglers dropped a suitcase full of cocaine off a plane so they wouldn't get arrested and this bear stumbled on it <laughs> ate it all had a heart attack within minutes and died and that was it somebody Ranger smith told him to stay away from them picnics so it's- i just yeah I just- <laughs> <laughs> somebody's never played grand theft auto and never seen no country for old men now, that's just bad reporting this is for i just saved all you listeners a fucking movie mm-hmm. ticket you mm-hmm. did thank you this is uh for real diehard comedy aficionados this question here uh-oh on the Brendan Schaub King Gringo Poppy special on YouTube, what is your favorite YouTube comment given to him? You'd think the comments would be turned off on that. They are not, and they are great. Man, I've never clicked on that, so I've never seen any of those comments. I'm sure, I, you know what? I, I fucked up. Incorrect. Your answer is Eric the Red 420, <laughs> LOL, gay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you. I think you said this. You were the one who made this comment. Like, as as someone who watches comedy specials on YouTube a lot, he's always a suggested video, and I've never watched anything Brendan Schaub related. You shouldn't. No, of course not. You shouldn't. But like, ever. even like tasteful comedy specials that I like yeah. by respectable comedians, I watch them, and he still pops up well, as like, you like. If uh, you like this, you'll love this. You can dislike like, it, can't you? Can't you also like pay extra so like your video is always in someone's suggestions? Yes, I was gonna say. But it's like Spotify, like Spotify shuffles. Like there's always like the same like handful of like horrible bands that have nothing to do with the related band. Well, like, yeah. that could be uh, Spotify's shitty algorithm, or or lack thereof. Yeah, I think but it's just they're not on top of to, it. To Dennis's point, he definitely pays money to have his videos boosted. Yeah, I'm sure. Because there's no, there is not. I went through four or five pages. Not one was positive. Not one was a positive comment. God, that's awesome. I fucking love that. It's a great fucking. If next time you're taking a shit, just read it. It's fucking great. All right. It's I'm way funnier than the actual. I got to give him the satisfaction well, of giving him a click. You see me you, writing this down, right? You, <laughs> you kind of cock blocked question number six by bringing in toys for us here. Sorry. The farting or banana phone question. <laughs> Though, if you want to chime in on what you think is funnier, <sighs> it's a hard one, dude. It's not. See, I was, an easy I, was answer. I was at that 100 Demons show. You that were. you told that story from, and yeah. I don't remember that happening. That's the only thing I remember from that's, that show that's happening. A, that's another incident <laughs> that would be burned in my memory if I had witnessed I it. And I'm, I feel dude, deprived. Dude, not. I chipped a tooth at that show, and all the most thing I remember is that shoe. <sighs> Man. <Ugh>. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, the thing I'm bringing for homework today is actually a band I first saw open dude, at I, that show. I, <laughs> I, I wanted. I looked so hard for a Sports Illustrated shoe phone. Oh, God. But none of them would have been shipped did, in time, so I, I had to do the I banana phone. Did I send you the, the commercial? Yes. You sent it to me and Mark, and we were both like, what the fuck is this? Because I remember. Did I send it to you? Yeah. Because I vividly remember the football phone. Yeah. That was always the promotion when they did the commercials back in the yeah. I never remembered that shoe phone yeah. commercial. 
it's just funny. It's just like how tripped out the people that he's showing the shoe phone. He's like, they're, it's like at a shoe store and the shoe starts ringing. And the guy's like, oh, the shoe is ringing. <laughs> and the guy's like, check this out and answers it. He's I'm like, I'm not a what? paid actor. <laughs> Honey, guess what? I'm calling you on a shoe. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, your actual answer was crib death, which is not cool. So <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Whatever. You brought treats, so you get that one right. Sick. Seriously, though, Candyland. Like, would you not go to Peanut Acres between the hours of 9 p.m. and about 6 a.m. because a lot of licorice has moved into that neighborhood? <laughs> licorice, Michael. Moving into Peanut Acres. Not going to answer it. Okay. All right. No comment. Fair enough. Fucking Democrat. Thanks, Biden. Fucking <laughs> Democrat over here. Number eight. Are you glad RBG is dead? <laughs> Do you hate to see girl bosses winning? <laughs> here he goes getting all Democratic again. <laughs> I don't rejoice in anyone's death, Dennis. Come on, we were doing so I, hot. Fuck. Incorrect. Alright, this, <laughs> is, this is a sports question. I'm going to take the high road, my friend. This is a sports question, alright? So I know this is... You're a Phillies fan, right? Correct. Since Trey Turner made his Phillies spring training debut, we you admit that RBG was a cunt? <laughs> alright, you got me there. <laughs> She was, dude. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Behind closed doors, dude, she was not a good He's person. He's fucking dude. back. She, she couldn't taught, even play shortstop. She taught, she taught Alien mm. everything she knows. Alien. Ellen. Elion? Why the fucking Elion. <laughs> Janet Reno saved his life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If the Dos Equis guy is the most interesting man in the world, how come no one knows his fucking name? Because he can't even fucking kickflip. Fucking pussy. That is the correct answer. Holy shit, you're bringing it around, dude. All right. Seriously, though, question 11. Between Ray and diabetes, Candyland is soon to be a ghost town. Am I right? <laughs> Think about it, dude. <laughs> Walking down the street, rainstorm happens. What happens? The road is fucking gone. Oh, yeah, everything's fucking dissolved. Yeah. So you, say you want to you know, like prune some bushes. you got to eat them because there's no hedge clippers in Candyland for some reason I just made up. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, you guys. It's a, it's a fucking. You guys are really, really bad at this yes ending stuff here. <laughs> Incorrect. All right, number twelve. We're getting down to the last two here, and you are just fucking bombing, dude. Is this worse than last time? I think so. Almost, Jesus. dude. Number twelve. The you bear is just... high on cocaine. <laughs> cocaine bear. <laughs> nope. Fuck him. Oh, fuck. What? That is, that's the correct answer, actually. I take it back. I rejoice in that bear's death. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, was it wearing a fucking doily on his neck like RBG? Yeah, I, I, we I, do a twofer with that one? It, it makes me fucking glad that Ray Liotta's dead. <sighs> Is that what he was going to continue with in his career? Shout out to that awful Sopranos movie he did right before he died. What a terrible show. Oh, man. You'd yeah. think a mob movie with two Ray Liotas would be sick. It was. But it was the opposite. It was actually twice as bad. It's <laughs> probably why he died. Mm. All right, man. Since you've been bombing pretty bad, actually, you know, you only got three incorrect. Sick. This is number 13. You fucked this up last time, and you're from New Jersey, dude. Listen, I'm ready. 
Alright, finish this E-Town Concrete lyric. <laughs> Get out the way. Pretty boy coming through. Me and my crew, we... Get out the way. We coming through. Pretty boy coming through. Pretty boy coming through. Me and my crew, we... Fuck, how do I not know this one? Hmm. Fuck! We swagging in the room. Fuck. I didn't know that either. Damn. Gee, Jesus Christ, dude. Should I turn in my jersey ID to you or you? I'm going to break this fucking banana phone over my... I would never... Think about what you're saying, Jesus Dennis. Christ. See, I don't blame you, though. This is that Tyler dork for not showing up. This is his fault. You had... you you Honestly, that kid owes you a favor now. He you owes took, me four correct answers on his gripping inquiries. You took a fucking bullet for him, dude. True. Shit. So, minus four points off his score yeah. when he comes in. My review of him... Just like Eric the Red 420. LOL. Gay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was proud of that Gripping Awards, and it bombed horribly. And I'm just sitting there stewing in it. It's my fault. I'll, I'll wear that one. Yeah. Sorry. Tyler, you stink, and you've ruined Candyland. <laughs> and I hope you move there in the middle of a licorice. What you should do right now is crank, influx of licorice. Crank call him on that fucking phone. Oh, dude. Ooh. It's like, yo, this is Jeff from Peanut Acres. <laughs> we sold your house to licorice whips. Awful lot of black licorice riding around <laughs> here. <laughs> exactly. And they're going right after you, your fat sister. And what what was the one on the corners at the molasses monster? Yeah. Uh, watch out. I mean, you guys have vivid memories of Candyland, and I don't remember shit about that. It was a sick game, dude. But it's just not a sustainable infrastructure. No, never. I mean, it's almost as bad as New Orleans. You know? It's half underwater. Yeah, exactly. I've been to New Orleans in the summer, and that shit is a fucking literal swamp. I have, mm-hmm. too. And it's, it smells great. But It smells like fucking fried catfish and I mean, fucking beignets. And fucking Candyland, would it smell that great after a rainstorm? Just a bunch of soggy candy? Not all of it mixed They're together. Sugary. I mean, the graham cracker, like, joint, I mean, it would just be a mush, big, big-ass big mush ball, dude. Well, I guess. Whatever, this sucks. I, guess so. I feel like you'd go nose blind after living there for so long, and it wouldn't be enjoyable. Mm, had it too good for too long, maybe? Yeah. Maybe that's why I always lost at that game, is because I secretly knew that I didn't want to get trapped there and have to f- finish out the rest of my days there. Mm. Well, also, there's, like a, there's a huge exodus of people, like, getting off of sugar now. So Candyland is going to become a desolate, like, That's all ghost saying, town dude. also. Between diabetes so it's, it's and du- rainstorms, it's going to be a ghost town, dude. So it's triple fucked. It's going to be like it's Roanoke, next, Virginia, dude. It's the next Detroit. It's the next Roanoke, dude. I've been to Roanoke several times. I completely Sorry, understand that yeah. reference. The Lost Colony, bro. Grow a tone. Want to get some homework there, yeah. sweetheart? Let's get into some homework and land this plane, if you will. Yeah. Now, do you want to do music first, or do you want to do comedy? Because we had uh, we had lots of um, we have we had lots of work to do because of our multiple guests. We had one. No, we had we had uh, we had Ren and Marcello. Oh yeah, I keep thinking we're <laughs> they weren't one person. You silly. You could have fooled me. They have the same first name. Counts. That's true. Now. What do we want to start? Let's, then let's, well, they didn't give us comedy. 
No, because they're so much fun. Yeah, because John Ren hates laughter. Yeah. His hardest laugh is like, meh. (laughs) (sighs) What a ding dong. Did you have fun? Meh. Yeah, seriously. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Martello, Jesus Christ. He's never saw Tango and Cash before. Of all people, can you fucking believe this shit? I never saw Tango and Cash, dude. You know what? I guarantee you, you get most of these questions right. He and I... Oh, you want to do movie trivia? We're going to bring it... I know this is... Oh, God. I haven't seen Tango and Cash in fucking literal does, decades. It doesn't matter, dude. I swear to God you're going to do better than these two. We can always come back to homework, bro. Yeah, dude. This is gripping cinematic trivia. No, nah, man. I'm going to fuck this no, up, too. You, no, you I won't. I don't think you will. Don't you got discredit the first, yourself. You got the first one right already. The RoboCop one. Yeah, exactly. For, for the first time ever, we are bringing back a segment for the second yeah, time. I'm telling you, you're going to be all right at this. Much like our guest. <sighs> Dude, Martello's going to hate me if I do this. Well, guess what? Well, then he should be smarter with movie trivia. Bingo. Our mutual love for Simpsons explosions are... That is, fucking go down the drain. are great. <laughs> when fucking Hibbert just throws like a... Was it an appendix? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking great. Dude, all right, dude. All right. Dude, this is not hard. This is not hard. Yeah, he, I came up with these questions. He got number one correct nope. already. He already did, yeah. Those so. two didn't. Neither of those two did. Nope. Number two, what Vietnam movie features the singer of Living Color and the original drummer of Sonic Youth? Vietnam movie? Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to give him a small hint? Go for it. It was mentioned earlier today. Get out the way, pretty boy coming through. <laughs> Me and my crew, we swagging in the room. It's not that. That has nothing to do with it. I just felt like singing it. Well, it's not Platoon. It is Platoon. It is Platoon? Mm-hmm. Fuck. All right. Private Francis was played by uh, Corey I should have gone with my gut instinct and just said Platoon. It was Corey Glover from Living Color. And uh, Sal was played by Richard Edson, who was the original drummer of Sonic Youth. Fuck. They get, they got the Platoon part right. Uh, John Martello got it. The uh, I don't think John Wren did, or it was the other way around. And Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. You ever say it? Yes. Who runs Bartertown? gonna hate me i don't know this one it's anti-entity played mm. by tina turner don't worry they didn't get it right either what's the movie where jeff goldblum goes Bleh! the fly there you go they did get that one number five what in what movie does ernie hudson cut a gorilla in half with a laser ernie hudson laser gun right in half I don't think I've seen Ernie Hudson in anything besides Ghostbusters and... I bet it's this next movie. The Substitute with Tom Berenger. Uh, and there's close. no gorillas in that. Congo. Congo. Mm. Never saw that one. This is one you might not get. I don't know how horror movie in you are. Besides Hellraiser, what other horror franchise features a character named Pinhead? Oh, that old fu- that old-timey movie with the fucking disabled people Icky the Pinhead or whatever that guy was that doesn't count as a horror movie I don't think mm-hmm. I don't get that one then it's Puppet Master mm, that's out of my wheelhouse yeah. hmm. here's, the, here's the, the one in question in Tango and Cash which is which who does Sly play and who does Kurt Russell play Sly's Tango Kurt Russell's Cash and you thought you wouldn't get it right Chicken back up Exactly. Chicken burger. Thank you, Clayton. You might not get this one. And what Joss Whedon movie is a lab worker impaled by a unicorn? 
Wait, say that again? In what Joss Whedon movie is a lab worker impaled by a unicorn? Impaled by a unicorn? Mm-hmm. I got nothing. Cabin in the Woods. Never saw it. What movie featuring Sean from Boy Meets World does a character shoot a squirrel because it's gay? <laughs> a movie I want to see right now. It's called Cabin Fever. You should watch it. <laughs> All right. All right. This one, I, th- I think you're going to get this one, dude. Number 10 here. And who framed Roger Rabbit? Whose murder is Roger framed for? <sighs> the creator of Toontown. Toontown, yeah, fuck. Not as swimmingly as we thought. Yeah, I'm bombing Dead. worse than those two, I guess. R.K. Maroon. John, I think John Ren got that one. And what action movie does Bruce Willis play a member of the bitch-ass Coast Guard? Uh, striking Distance. There you go. None of them got that. Mm-hmm. Sick movie. It is not a sick movie at all. <laughs> there, it's a stolen valor fucking showcase. Stolen of the. Yeah, we gotta we gotta be nice to Bruce Willis now. He's not doing good. Fuck him. What Sly Stallone movie features a chick who banged Flavor Flav doing a strip tease with robots? I only know Bridget Nielsen from Red Sonia. And. I got nothing else. Cobra. Cobra. She's in that? Yeah, she does a strip tease with robots. It's sick. And it makes no sense to the plot whatsoever. She's, no, in Rocky, she's in Rocky Four also. This one, I don't know that's if you're going to get this one. This is a kind of a deep cut. And what movie does a rock star brain surgeon fight interdimensional beings called Electroids? <sighs> nothing. Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. Here's Tom's favorite fucking question in the world in what future based movie does a cyborg priest Waterworld played by Dolph Lundgren attempt to kill a man who later merges minds with a dolphin the only cyborg movie with Dolph Lundgren I know about is cyborg he's not in cyborg dickhead yeah he is that's universal soldier universal soldier fuck cocksucker you don't know about the smash hit Johnny Mnemonic. I gotta get this shit out oh, of my, my head. head. <laughs> you don't remember Dolph Lundgren's turn as the street preacher? Yeah. You just you just unlocked a fucking uh, subconscious memory with uh, that one. One of the greatest Henry Rollins getting crucified. One of the greatest movie soundtracks yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Helmet the Great Rollins helmet band. Song. Great helmet oh, song on that. Orbital. Talk about violence <laughs> on the streets. What uh, you know? You're not gonna get this one. What French horror movie has a girl, as a guy getting blown by a severed head? Definitely not. Hot tension. It's a French flick. Martello probably knocked that one out of the park. Both of them got that one. Fucking gay. What is the name <laughs> of the man who informs the people of Camp Crystal Lake that it has a death curse? Ugh. <sighs> See, I'm not a big Friday the 13th guy either. It's so. crazy, Ralph, dude. You're probably not going to get this one either. What post-apocalyptic movie features Don Johnson and his psychic dog? Boy and his dog. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just Maybe that you one. might get this one. I don't know. Number 18. What Peter Jackson movie has Stanley Tucci murdering a girl named Susie Salmon? 
Cabin in the Woods. Nah, it's Lovely Bones, buddy. <laughs> Probably not get this one either. And Hellboy 2. Never saw it. All right. <laughs> Fuck it then. Now, this is the hardest one of the entire thing, dude, but I believe in you. All right, number 20 here. In what Tom Cruise movie does he play a character named Jack Reacher? Jack Reacher. Fuck yeah, nailed it 100%. Perfect score. <laughs> Suck that, Johns. I'm going to come. They don't know shit, dude. Homework. Dumbasses. Martello's going to kill me. Martello stinks. Maybe he should try getting more questions right before he kills anybody. Oh, damn. Shots fired. Right. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> he does uh, love his Simpsons explosions. I'll always respect him for that. I love him. He's a good boy. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But the record he fucking gave us. Which one was it? Was it? Meshuggah. Ah, uh, yes. The Meshuggah record. Uh, you want me to start? If you don't, I will. That's how it works. Uh, as a huge Meshuggah fan. Uh-oh. This is the lowest rating I've ever given a sugar record. First song. I don't have a joke for this, but that first song's kind of it's it's not an intro, but it is like it's it's just a build up song. It's four minutes. I don't really have a joke. Yeah, you don't need exactly. I was just that was gonna be my follow up. Like you don't need an intro that's longer than a minute and a half tops. I I can improve sugar. Um, sugar Ray. Yeah, sugar Ray. (laughs) How has nobody who said sugar gay? (laughs) <laughs> well, Sugar Ray, dude. Well, you you made a comment. A couple episodes. morning when I A couple episodes ago, you okay. said like after a band has been so good for so long, like you don't need to put out more material. Yeah. Ooh, that's a prime example. Yeah. Mashuga is a prime example, at least by my tastes, because I love their older material. I totally yeah. agree. I don't need to hear new shit from Mashuga. Like I get it. You're fucking aliens. Your fucking timing is impeccable. <laughs> you write shit that like I can't even fucking fathom playing. You know, I looked up the set list. They they played Philly somewhat recently, and I looked up the set list of what they played because I oh was, I would still go see them. I was bummed that they it play wasn't all the there. Hits still, I'm sure. No, no. They they don't. They only. You know what? I kind of respect that though. All the, the they um because shows are kind of like you know what? Fuck you. We're up here for us. We're gonna play. What we want to play. Yeah, we're gonna play the shit that's fresh. Yeah. They, they didn't even play Bleed. Isn't that a Slipknot song? <laughs> that's Wade and Bleed. Oh, sorry. That's, that's what Leo DiCaprio doesn't do. <laughs> <laughs> Leo, I said, it's kind of elementary compared to what I'm used to from Meshuggah. The third song got a little better. Phantom's okay. Quite disappointed in this record. Lots of long snoozers. I also, yeah, I looked up the set list. I'm glad I saved $78 or whatever by missing it. Underwhelming set. My, my only notes for this one was I wasn't sure if I was bored because, as per my previous comment, like, I've just heard enough of Meshuggah at this point. Like, I don't need new content. Yeah, like, we get we get it. Yeah, I don't know if I was bored because of that or if I was bored because it was just a boring. snoozer of a record. It was probably a little column A, a little column B, but whatever. Three, oh, three out of ten. I didn't care enough to look into it. I actually deeper. rated it higher. Really? Yeah. I gave it a four, dude. All right. But... Going is I'm not a Meshuggah fan. Mm-hmm. I respect that they're very good at their craft, and I respect that they can make a really good riff. Like they can make a fucking fucking just crunchy good riff. Dude, how about but, that Cavern of Chameleons breakdown? I'm spin kicking. Anyway, but Cyanide Christ still brings it out of me. Th- like those riffs, if it, 
Watching watching Jordan get thrown out of the TLA during that song was a highlight of my fucking life. That actually just jumped it up from a five out of ten. Just watching security guard fucking Uncle Phil him out the front door. Damn, dude! Goo! <laughs> you fucking asshole! You hear like the Doppler effects like, Goo! <laughs> Goo! No, but uh, it's like I respect that they're really good what they do with the timing and, you know, stopping and the studying and the, you know, but it's boring. That record was very boring. Like, the riffs are cool. Like Even, like, the older stuff for me is, like, the riffs are cool, but it's just the constant repetition. And if it was, like, two minutes, three minutes, fine, I can deal with it. And I would... But they're, like, five... Four, five, six. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all the right, The one guys. song was seven minutes. It's like, <sighs> all right, guys. What are you, like, what are you trying to do? You well, don't need a seven-minute song with, with three riffs. No. As a fellow Meshuggah fan, I, w- I could even say they could have easily retired off of Coloss. That la- yep. The last record yep. was fucking great. Maybe it's just because I'm not an actual musician musician that I just don't get the appeal. But I have seen them live. Fucking great show. They're so and, good live. And they're, I they always... I did enjoy them live. Yeah. yeah. As a rational person should. Yeah. A purveyor of heavy music. If but the first time yeah. I saw them was at the Electric Factory opening for Slayer. And this was like high school me thinking like Slayer's the fucking heaviest, coolest shit ever. And, uh, and, you and remember, seeing them blow fucking Slayer away. Uh, yeah. And you remember like there was a stretch of every time Slayer would come through Philadelphia, no matter who they brought with them as support, the band got booed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like it was like ridiculous. <laughs> like bands like you think Slayer fans would absolutely love. Man. They didn't care. During their entire yeah. set, it would be like, boo, fuck you, Slayer! No matter who it was. Philly really doesn't change, huh? Uh, seriously. Slayer one, fans don't change either. One of my f- favorite memories is uh, I saw Slayer and their opening bands were Unseen and Bark Market, right? And the dude, I love Bark Market, all right? Like, but the dude, the front man of that band, like the singer-guitar player, that uh, Dave Sorry dude, had like a breakdown when he was getting booed off stage. He's like, I produced the last record! And it was that, uh, um, the covers record, the Slayer covers undisputed record. attitude. Yeah, mm. he's like, I produce it. And everybody's like, Who cares? Fuck <laughs> you, fag Slayer. <laughs> and it's like he was just having a meltdown. Like the unseen got there, kind of just like this is gonna suck, and just kind of just did their time yeah. and got out of there. But yeah, and I saw him like with a bunch of like like your bang like new metal bands, and they got booed, and I'm like. Slayer fans yeah. don't like this. In Flames got booed when I, they opened I for them. In Flames got booed. I, I want to say Fear Factory. What? Th- and this was like good In Flames, not yeah. in metal. Nineties. Trust me. Late I remember 90s, early good In Flames. Yeah, this was Colony era In Flames yeah. getting Fuck booed yeah, off the fucking stage. Yeah. Yeah, Meshuggah was the one band that I didn't see catch an attitude from the fans. I'll admit that. They're just too. That's pretty impressive. Too fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Like I, I respect like the quality of the riffing and all that stuff, but and I get like the whole repetition and stuff like that is there is their bit, but it, it, it can be, but it's not. They kind of use the repetition thing as a crutch on this record, if yeah. anything. But I will admit, you're flooding the market at this point. Obviously, they're fucking brilliant at their music at their instruments, so I give them the credit for that. But like, I'm sorry, you bored the pants off of me with that yeah. one. If you ever end up hearing it, the record we were talking about, their their second to most recent record was fucking awesome. 
I think I, I think I, sorry, I think I legally downloaded it. Colos, K O L O S S, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I downloaded it just to listen to it. Jeff, our drummer, because they're another one of those bands out over that record. Like he thinks the drumming on that is like otherworldly. Like even though I don't, I'm not a fan. Every time they put out something new, I'm like, all right, you know, just I'll go check it out. Yep. Like regardless, I was quite disappointed in this wreck. Yeah, that sucks. It sucked. Now. It, it was it was a Meshuggah suck though, but not suck nonetheless. Yeah. Now, what were you saying? What did you think of John Wren's recommendation, which is "Riot Stare is the sound of acceleration"? Uh, I'm curious what you thought because the way you just asked that question. But I I loved it. I was pleasantly surprised. Fucking same dude. I fucking loved it. I thought it was fucking brilliant record, dude. Sounds of acceleration. Car starting, first song. I said, hell yeah, RIP number three, The Intimidator. My first comment was, holy orange 9mm. Yo! And then, and then they did a <laughs> song did with a orange 9mm on the record. I was yes, like, they did. all right, yeah. it's fucking full circle. Mm-hmm. I was, that's the first band that popped in my head when the first song started. I was this like, this oh, band shit. is succeeding on all fucking cylinders where that band, Higher Power, falls Wished. short. Yeah. Mm. And, it's, and like I'm not shitting on higher power. I think they're a half decent band, but yeah. like I feel like they're they're shooting for this mark and they're missing it. I think Misery did what they did better. Oh, but, Misery with uh, the Z. Yeah. Regardless, yeah. I thought this record was fucking great. Yeah. There, sometimes yeah, 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 the yeah. vocals got a little too new metally for me. I I wrote something about that. I said um, it's a tasteful amount of rapping. Clean singing and hardcore vocals. Yeah, that didn't not offensive. The singing did not bother me at all. I, I thought it was yeah, it was a perfect start to finish record. Yeah, yep. And how often can you say that about a hardcore record? Yeah, I called it a per- even like hardcore records. I love there's songs I skip. yeah there's songs yep. yeah, always yeah I or call- most of the time I'll say yeah I called it a perfect balance of snapcase and hard. Dude, my fucking first thing I thought when I was listening to that record was this sounds like a far inch nine millimeter fuck snap case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, 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 And you two brought both those bands up. Then like the as I listened around I was like, oh, that explains the orange nine millimeter yeah. fucking yeah. influence. I was listen I listened to it a second time today and I said, it's not a full length I'll ever sit down and listen to straight through, but it's super fucking good. Oh I will. Oh I'll listen to That's gonna it be constantly. in my rotation now. And they're they're a band that caught yeah. I I was talking about this with John Rand when he brought him up was they caught my attention was I was at that stage where I was like, kind of like having like a, a tiff with hardcore. I was like, nothing's really impressing me anymore. Yeah, we all do. But I still would check out bands I hadn't heard before, just you know, give them a shot. And the reason I gave them a shot was because they covered a Cast Iron Hike song mm-hmm. on one of their seven inches. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, somebody has some good taste, and I liked it a lot. And then I was bummed out because I heard the the one guitar. I think it's like a guitar player died recently. Yeah. That's why they're not going to be a band anymore. Yeah, this is like their last hurrah, and they're going to support the record, then it's over. Ah, it sucks. Mm. But, go but it's a hell of a record to go yep. out on. I yeah. Gave, I gave it an 8 out of 10. And honestly, for that guy who died, you know, sorry to his family and stuff, but he went out on a good fucking record, man. I mean, that's something. At least this record is what will live on forever, and people will be like, listen to that fucking... Yeah, yeah. this is going to be one of those like deep cut records but, that's in people's collections for a long yeah. time that people are going to bring up I, as like a yeah. dark horse. I hope people appreciate it yeah, for what same. it is, and not just be like, this is weird, this is stupid, and just like move on. Also, did you get somewhat from the album art, the album title... 
rock bottom speedway vibes on it. <laughs> Not until right now. That's I was like, very is funny. There, what is it with fucking bands and cars these days? This is fucking silly. Man, we live our life a quarter mile at a time. <sighs> Ugh, I See you at the finish I don't line. I want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> Do you want to move on to another record? I, I got to pee again. Oh, you silly, silly gilly. <sighs> well, then I'll start. Um, or I'll get I mean, into I got the... notes on all these too, so we can talk while yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah. I can listen right outside the door. So, yeah, he likes to piss with the door open like a fucking animal, so... What, dude? I like to stay connected. I, I was assigned uh, Don Caballero's For Respect. Now, I did not expect this record. Uh, I love the album cover. Looks like a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Definitely. Always. <laughs> the record started interesting. Um, I liked it less by like three songs in and it's, it's weird. It's kind of pretty and it's kind of ugly at the same time. I wrote that and it's, it's good. Not great. Not my favorite, but it's okay. I liked it like fine. I gave it a five out of 10. So I wasn't familiar with this record cause I never really did a deep dive on Don Caballero. I have never heard their name. I had, um, I had American Don. That was the one record I owned, which is fantastic. Um, this record, I, again, it was, it was another like good surprise, like from Mm. start to finish, it was heavy instrumental music and Mm -hmm. it's like, it's arranged like a jazz ensemble almost. That's a great observation. I'm pretty sure they're one of those, you could tell they're all like classically trained musicians that love heavy music. Uh, the drummer start writes the song like we'll just start with the beat and ask the other guys to write around the yeah, beat and that's mm. yeah that's the vehicle for everything else you could tell exactly all right yeah real like jazz ensemble heavy uh vibes with the song structure yeah and like the just like the distortion and just the heaviness of the songs on top of that it makes it unique if yeah. nothing else yeah that's true and that's what makes it interesting for a longer listen even if you're like you're not into the the music itself, it's yeah. at least something new and something cool. It definitely gives me person who works at a record store vibes, though. Well, not in a bad way. Just I'm I, a huge fan of the band, obviously, or else I wouldn't have recommended to. Sure, but yeah. they their records to have always been records to listen to while I'm doing something else. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, sometimes you want to sense. sit down and just digest a record, and you just sit down, you're listening to the record, and you're not doing shit else. This is a band that I will listen to top volume while doing like housework. And shit like that, or like stuff like that. So it's always like, I don't want to say like diminish it by saying it's always background music for me, but it's not something that I always give I'm giving a hundred percent attention to. You could call that functional music. Fair enough. Yeah, it works. But yeah, I like it because like it was, yeah, jazzy and you know well written stuff too. But they like also appreciated how to just write a good chunky riff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And. And one of the bands like that, one of the make or break things with me was always the vocals. What are the vocals like? And luckily this band does not have that. There are none. Yeah. Like they have some songs, like there's like one song per album that will have some minimal vocals. Hmm. I'm like, that's that's a great idea. It's like, we don't know how we're going to sing on this. So we're just not going to. Mm-hmm. So, I respect the... Yeah, uh, when the, in doubt, don't. Just don't. Yeah. <laughs> I respect the bow out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just glad I gave you something that you didn't refer to as sound guy music again. It's record store guy music. I wanted to just fucking choke slam you. I was like, get a new description. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, glad you guys enjoyed that shit. Mm-hmm. I liked it just fine. Now, wh- how about what I assigned you, that little uh, EP? I have a problem with it. Godskin Peeler. First off, it's a video game reference of a video game that came out like a year ago. Is it? Yeah, it's an right. Elden Ring fucking oh, thing. Right. Whatever. I found it. I just find it. I looked. I tried to find it just by listening. I'm gonna pull up on YouTube, and all it came up was a bunch of Elden Ring videos. I'm like, motherfucker, what has he got me into? Mm. The name's cool though. It's a cool fucking name. I yeah, understand why. You don't they know, if you don't know that reference, it's a yeah, hard name. That's a cool yeah. fucking name. I didn't. And that's- now, <laughs> musically, I fucking thoroughly enjoyed it. Ah, it was all. It had like Keep this the going. ingredients. I gotta pee too. The ingredients were all things that I liked. Mm-hmm. Heavy, like chaotic, chaotic, ugly. Yes, but not ugly to the point of it being stupid or just like well, like unlistenable. Yeah, I have, I have here. Uh, I just, it's not what I expected when I first listened to it. Maybe it's the name, maybe it's the artwork or whatever, but it's not gratuitously heavy, like I expected it to be, and it's super well written. Yeah. My only problem is it's so short. Yep. Short and sweet was my last note. Short, short, yeah, but here's the thing. Short and sweet is good when, you know, that's what it calls for. That EP could easily have gone two more songs. <laughs> <laughs> well said, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, that thing easily could have gone two more songs, and I don't think it would have taken it away mm-hmm. in any way whatsoever. And, and but it was actually then again it's also kind of mission accomplished because it left you feeling like you wanted I wanted more. more, and I got a lot of um. One of the bands that it kind of reminded me of was New Lows a little bit. Ah, uh, yeah. Without if you took New Lows but took out the hardcore influence completely, and just left what was else there, that's what it kind of reminded me of. Locking Maybe out it's just all like stars. The guitar tone or whatever, but dude, I thought it was really good, and. I'll listen to it regularly, but the thing is sucks is after six minutes you gotta go find something else to listen to. Yeah. But I'd really like to see them. I'd like to see a full length from them. I think it'd be great. Mm-hmm. What I, what's, I, I gave it an eight. Nice. What yeah. say you, Murrow? I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> nice. Um for a little three song jammer, I thought it was I, I would rank it very high. I would give it like an eight or a nine as well. Nice. Um You know, when New hardcore bands do do the dwid, yeah, with their vocals. Where like you might not have like the most technically like vicious sounding voice, like you just might have not have that naturally, yeah. But you're still like you can tell like you're pushing your voice out hard, yeah. You're still trying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of bands do that, so it's not really like the most original thing in the world. But this vocalist sounds very original. It's like a nice hybrid of like the dwid, and I, I in my notes I have like it's like a good like strained yell that's like a mix of that and like the the angry dad power violence vocals yeah, yeah. Like the, <laughs> the Homer Simpson vocals the Mike Mayo John yeah I always called him Homer because it always sounds like if he's going Duh! John of Weekend Nachos yeah. yeah it's a nice mix of like that <laughs> and you know the the carbon copy of Dwid but it's like not a derivative of either it's like a nice yeah. hybrid of both. So that kept my interest vocally, and like as a vocalist, like yeah. I think that's really cool, because um, it kept me interested for yeah. you know the short lifespan that the short EP had. I'd like to hear more and yeah. see if it'll hold my attention yeah, for longer. Like, oh, my water's boiling now. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely it's weird because like 
I like I listen to a lot of bands these days that do just do really short releases. And some of you are like, oh, that was the perfect length. But this was one of the few where I'm like, I want more. I could have gone more. two more songs, three more songs. I bet it was intentional. I yeah. wouldn't have been annoyed by it at all. I'd always rather be wanting more than like be like, all right, let's wrap yeah. this up. Too much. Yeah. yeah. It's the complete. It was to me, honestly, the complete antithesis to the Meshuggah record I listened to. Mm, true. Very true. Yeah. Not drawn out at all. Yeah, and in the least. Now, um, you want to do some uh, comedy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll start because I have to start on a low note. Oh no. Now. This is going to get Mike really upset. Yes, it is. You too. <laughs> and those listening. 95% of real Americans. Now, Uh-oh. my entire life, my and I mean this, my entire life, maybe as an adolescent, maybe pre, I've heard people reference the Jerky Boys. And my assignment, that, that was Martello's comedy assignment. Or was it just an album assignment? No, it was his comedy assignment. Martello assigned this. No, I did. No, you did? When you texted me, you said it was like the bonus comedy assignment for everybody. No, this is what I recommended to you was Jerky Boys 2. Okay. Jerky Boys 2. Mm-hmm. I found Jerky Boys 1 and 2, and so I listened to it I listened to it uh, to, uh, combined so that I could get a full um, taste of it, if you will. Let's see. Of 32, uh, or I'm sorry, of 37... Bits, five of them were funny. I listened to this like I was watching paint dry. But maybe I kept thinking when this came out in 89? No. No, it was early 90s. Yeah. Even one was May- like early 90s. Because I, I, I read yeah. about them and I, I saw that they got together. In 89. Okay. Yeah. Because my intro to them was Jerky Boys 3. I was a freshman in high school. I was a late bloomer with the Jerky Boys. I Someone put me on to them, and I went and bought the cassette of the third, and it had just come out, and that was 95, 96. Yeah, hmm. Mine was a hand-me-down version of 2. And then, I, yeah, I worked yeah. backwards and got 2 and 1 and yeah. got into it from there. Okay, because they split up in 2001. But still, I think because of... The, this maybe because it was birthed from nothing it was original yeah definitely was i think i'm i think i must have listened to it in a lens where i've heard this all this shit before but like they were like yeah the og the crank call thing some of those were just crank anchors and shit yeah funny just bits in general of like comics fucking with people has evolved so much yeah from that point so i get it but to think it's still not funny, like those bits hold up. <laughs> Any do, do of they? the Kissel bits, dude. I used to be a semen. Pico's hairpiece. Oh my god, who the hell are you? I called him stealing some uh, peanuts Pico and some the money. Hairpiece. Pico he the keeps hairpiece. sending it to his family. <laughs> Pico the hairpiece is one I have written that was funny. Oh, uh, when I go through which ones I love, dude. The Kissel ones where he's like, I used to be a semen <laughs> WW2. Now I just put it all over my wife's ass. <laughs> you see me look at him. I love, I love it. Uncle Freddy died. That is a good dude. The Kissel sailing one, where his wife's (laughs) yelling at him in the background. (laughs) He's full of fucking shit. He's a fucking liar. (laughs) Oh fuck! Pizza pie daughter throwing up. That was time for a dime. Pico the hairpiece was one. Yeah. 
God and baby Jesus help me therapist. Always, <laughs> oh, always choking by me. a shadow. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> that one. That one was funny. And uh, you like that one, but not the one where the getting his warts burned off. No, that Dude, was not. Was funny. that is that also the one where uh, he's like? You say you were hurt by his words? Like, yeah, but I also fell down the stairs and my shoes uh, fell off. I was at a basketball game with my family. <laughs> that sounds like Saul Rosenberg. Yeah. Yes. I didn't laugh at Saul. Oh. What about the tennis machines one? Nope. Tennis ball machines is on <laughs> the... this guy's deal, man? Jack against... Force? T-O-R. We're boiling them in Vaseline S. and firing and them at each other. Jack Torse Steven Insurance. blue. Thumbs down. Nudist, nudist Swim Club. Thumbs down. Oh, what? <laughs> Getting rid of stones. Thumbs down. <laughs> Testing out mattresses. Thumbs down. Oh. These fucking Mexicans are slapping each other with the hot mops. <laughs> then my wife's up there yapping like she knows what she's talking about. her ass off the fucking roof, too. <laughs> Mister, are you kidding me? Oh, fuck. My mother, my mother, she's old. Whack my mother. Not funny. Divorce lawyer. Not funny. Five beans. Not funny. Eh, okay, I'll give you five beans. Personal injury attorney. Not funny. <sighs> Driver job. Not funny. Demolition mechanic. Crystal modeling. Jap- <laughs> cook, <laughs> cook Japanese food. Paul Rizzo car sales. Not <laughs> funny. I put his face in the fucking hood. I was like, you buy this fucking car? Not funny. Oh I, w- my I, God. I will say, and I, I may be... I may be biased because three was my intro. One and two have a lot of tracks you could skip over. Yeah. Like, they're not perfect. Three is almost Three perfect. is, like, I don't think there's a yeah. clunker in the bunch. Okay. I believe you. Four's good. Four's great. But four is when they start getting into, like, the lost calls and, like, yeah. outtakes and stuff. And yeah. it's like... Like I don't need all that extra fluff. Like I, just just give me the fucking the real calls. I think I might even be the only person who owns Kamal's solo record. <laughs> I don't even know it existed, it's or I would own it too. Still a jerk. Oh man, because they broke up. That's Very sad. sad. Two thousand and one. Yeah. And the last one that I laughed at was deliver pizza to the wrong door. It's a good one. Yeah, I laughed at that. God one. damn it! Like I would like go on and like say, "Oh, this is my favorite fucking Jerky Boys skit." But it would be another three hours of podcast. Now, I did write, though, I was shocked that they were able to do this without gratuitous racial slurs, racism, or direct repercussions. Because this is before you had to worry about um, edgelords. And shit I, mean, like that. I mean, Tarbosh was pretty pretty racist. But that dude's Middle Eastern. Yeah, so I get yeah. it. Yeah. So they kind of got still, that. They did this with no slurs and no fucking racism yeah. and and no like I'm gonna come fuck you up shit either. There was one or two of those on the first tape. Well, I must have missed it. Like, don't, like when there's the, a there, there's the super on across all of the them, way. Right? Yeah, where they where they yell and like, make but, but, for but, you too, fuckface. Yeah, yeah, it does. It doesn't go any further than them just that's yelling back slur, and forth though. and like yeah. the guy hanging up. Yeah, that's just classic frustration. The only one where it's like there's like a threat is like the uh, the terrorist pizza. It's like. My wife sick. I bomb you yeah, a fucking I'm story. Bomb like, your, whoa! Yeah, you. But this is also that's part of the prank. pre nine pre nine eleven. Like that's not something <laughs> yeah. that would pre- really raise a lot of eyebrows yeah. back then. Pre nine eleven, he wasn't gonna do that. I'm yeah. talking about the people on the other end of the phone. The, yeah, like there were no repercussions. None. So, because you could figure they had, they had there to get were no stakes. <laughs> it was had, a golden time. They had to get all those people to sign. Uh, like releases, so they yeah. could put it put out the tape. That's true. So all of them had to get probably got called back later. But oh yeah, that's a bummer that that just fucking didn't hit you. One out of ten. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. Now 
I was a good boy for my homework. I was an overachiever, you could say. Yeah, I heard. I heard he was texting me about this like the day after I, I was signed assigned. It. Steve Burns, the last late night. I could not get an Amazon login in time. I didn't watch it. Sorry. You didn't do a free trial, dum-dum? It's the one... I would have given you my password. I'm sorry. It's the one streaming service we don't have, and I I I fucking dropped the ball on this one. Well, listen, you deserve an Amazon login just so you can watch this later. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take care of it. But, um, so, previously, Tom had assigned me Steve Burns' podcast, Comedy Pinata, and I forgot how much I like Steve Burns. But he's never a guy that I was like one of my, even in my top 30 or anything like that. But he signed me the, the Steve Burns last late night, which is his newest special. So I, I went looking for it and I noticed that every single Steve Burns special was available on Prime. Except for one, right? One was missing. And that, and what, one I had to get off YouTube and one just I couldn't find anywhere. So I watched all of them. Four in total. Yeah. And I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Steve Byrne is hilarious, but he straddles a line between hacky 90s comedian and current day, like the last 15 years of comedy. Contemporary. Contemporary. Like he is the perfect. He like, really does. He's like, he straddles like that line where like. Your dad's going to like it, but yep. you're going to like it too. He really Some of the does. premises on the older stuff, which granted was from like, I think the oldest one I watched was a 2010. Like Champion was 2014. Like, yeah. Like some of those you're like, ago. all right. Yeah. But you got to figure it's the time. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those old hacky comedians that, you know, that he kind of gave me the vibe for vibe from of, he wasn't, he's doing way more risky material than those guys did like he mm-hmm. was doing way more AIDS jokes and shit like that stuff you wouldn't yeah. see from the turtleneck and blazer crowd <laughs> of you know <laughs> the 1990s and they were good specials the new one like all of them i think the first one was kind of rough like it was i was entertained by it but i wouldn't recommend it to anybody i mean it's 13 years the, old uh the one uh the burn identity was a good special. Is that the one with his last name behind him? Yes. I love that That's one. a good special. And um, I wrote... One of the things I wrote... I don't, no, this is from the last late night thing. But uh, I'll get to the last late night anyway. It was a cool premise about how his love of late night... Talk, of the old late night talk shows, like your Carsons, your mm-hmm. Letterman's and stuff like that. And he kind of... The way he did it was really cool. And it was obvious like homage to all that shit. And the comedians you would see come up. Because that used to be the only way... You could see new comedians. Was that, and if for some reason Comedy Central or HBO dared say, oh, here's a half hour you can do. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. But a lot of the material seems like old fashioned and dated, but he still managed it's to still topical. have this old fashioned and kind of quote unquote hacky material, but it was still funny enough yep. that I was willing, I could look. Completely passed, and it was funny. I was going to say. One I'll, of the funniest disses oop. he did was on the, the last late night. This one dude up front just, like, owed him at a, at a joke. He was like, oh, he's like, yo, fuck you, GameStop. GameStop. And I looked at the dude, and I was just like, fucking spot on, dude. I, I, one of my notes, crowd work on level 10. Yeah. I really enjoyed the section when he was sitting as, his, as the guest. Yeah. 
And yeah. um, all the, uh, and my last note, I all the would be late night material was still topical and might have been my favorite material. But he delivered it in that classic, like line line punchline, uh-huh. line line punchline, line line punchline. Yeah. Whereas I, you, f- where they would fit as many <coughs> jokes into a five to eight, like eight minute span that they could. Mm-hmm. And I thought he did a fucking great job at it. Now. I don't think he's material strong to ever get past like you know my into my top twenty or anything like that. But nah, but if he puts something out, next thing he puts out, yeah, I'm gonna fucking watch it. Yeah, he's fucking great. Yeah, he's good, and I enjoyed the shit out of it. And uh, I thought the the print like the the way he did that uh, last late night special was good. Yeah, it was a good I, special. I I, I right, saw I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on this. I saw him workshopping this like. Like an outline, if you will, of this special, like last year at a gig, and he didn't do any of the same jokes. Okay, not one. No, that's one thing. Now I watched, like I said, I watched four specials. He did one faux pas. Uh-huh. He reused jokes from previous specials on some some of them. Mm. Not a lot, like maybe one or two per. Not my favorite thing I've but, heard, I've seen. But he had enough other material to go with. He's like, all right, fine. Uh. But let's say you're doing what works, I guess. Yeah, it was good. Now I'm gonna get into Andy Haynes. Did you huh? watch did. the Steve Burns stuff? No, I watched Andy Haynes. Okay, Andy Haynes, the coward of Gramercy. Yeah, I think what you said when you assigned this to me was, "I'm eh, fuck it, I'm gonna see what happens." Yeah, and uh, I actually uh, I quite enjoyed it by the end. Yeah, I gave it a six out of ten. And here's why. Uh, he, he got stronger as he progressed in yeah, the special. Yeah, 100% agree. Intro was taking way too long, but but paid off and was funny. I thought the opening, like this opening skit thing mm. he did on the special, where it's him. Where like, in the tub. In the toaster. In the tub with a toaster. I thought, I normally hate those things. Me too. On specials. I thought I that one was funny. I thought it was funny. I thought it was like, okay, as far as intros go. Yeah. I didn't like belly laugh until he like takes the bite out of the waffle. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that I, was I, great. I really like his delivery too. Yeah, I like the way he tells a joke. It has some it has great jokes in it. The killer gay gun, uh, gay guy gun joke. <laughs> <laughs> Love that joke. That might have been my favorite one. Was thirty favorite joke? Was thirty five and had roommates. I'm the mayor. I feel great. <laughs> that was fucking. The, uh, and my last note: the second half was fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slow starter for sure. Yeah, he he ramped up, and the whole back end of that special was perfect. Yeah, yeah. that that's why I gave it a six out of ten because the the second half fucking saved it. I thought it was pretty awesome. I I liked it the first time I saw it, but I was like, he could have cooked this one for another year. Uh huh. Just kept it cooking for a little while, get a little tighten it up a bit, and it would have been way better. But as as far as like a first special, I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yep. But yeah. Because that's like, uh, you, you listen to a lot of bands, too. And, like, usually the last couple songs on the record you're currently listening to are, like, where they're heading. Yeah. Mm. So it leaves you looking forward to, like, okay, like, if this is the direction yeah. they're going in, like, hopefully I hear more of, like, this stuff. Yeah. This is the soup to, that, This is the soup they're stirring. I want to see what the main dish is yep, going to be later yep. on. Yeah. So, yeah. Like that, like that metaphor? I'm pretty proud of that one. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Soup of the Witch, maybe? <sighs> ah. Just Jesus killed it. Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Now, Dion just got his wings. <laughs> Let's assign each other some shit. I think uh, 
You should ask our esteemed guest if he wants to assign anything to us. Well, I was about to say, what would you like us to report on? I don't have to go first. You can. You guys can go. All right, I'll go. See, do you, or do you want to go? <laughs> I'll go, because I'm. I'm. I was ready for this. Uh, for for a comedy assignment, your assignment is a one Greer Barnes. Oh, the man. Yep. Spell that one. G R E E R. Barnes. Barnes, like yeah. Barnes and Noble. Got it. Um, there's a great. I didn't know see, you had a special. See, here's the only problem. You'll have to hunt and peck it's it on the you, dark web. On, you'll have to hunt and peck it on YouTube because he hasn't filmed a special. He gets featured on Comedy Central YouTube a lot. Yeah, but they're always four, five minute clips. Yeah. There's a great long like. There's a great one called "Get to Know Greer Barnes and Seven Jokes," on YouTube, and I found uh, the Cellar Chronicles with TJ and guest Greer Barnes. Forty nine minutes. That one's pretty good. Get to know we'll seven do. jokes and what's the one called? The th- one about the seller. The seller chronicles with TJ and guest Greer Barnes. All right, I'll ask who's TJ. I didn't look, but TJ. <laughs> but the thumbnail he brought Greer up He's for like the, the entire thing. <laughs> True, Mexico. And Not, yeah, Greer Barnes is a guy like I've seen been seeing him on podcasts for years. He's a funny guy, but I've never actually I've seen clips because he used to have that uh, this week at the Comedy Cellar yep. show. And you'd see his like bits there, and they were good. Mm-hmm. But I, I could never find like a special or a half hour or anything yeah. like that from him. So uh, that's the longest thing I could find was nice. that, and that was the best like short clip I, nice. I would feature too. Nice, 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 nice. And then um, for music, I'm going to go uh, since you're since you're a proprietor of a nice big fat riff. I am, dude. I'm gonna assign you a rock record. Okay. Um, t- I think it's 2021. The um, the band is Teenage Wrist. I know this band from the Outlaw. And the record is Chrome Neon Jesus. Solid record. Chrome Neon Jesus. Yeah. There's only one song that I personally don't like on that record. I might have. Much. Heard, I don't know. That one and the newer one I rock with pretty steadily. I like that newer one. On a way to on a way to cancer priest practice, Teenage Wrist is a common commonly being played on the outlaws stereo all right well now it's your homework assignment and i did enjoy what i heard so now i can sit the newer record was like my go-to like springtime record last year is this the newest one no no No. it's second it's the it's the newest full length the newest newest is like an ep i think okay no it was full length was it yeah with the with the with the red and blue whatever (laughs) anyway i I mean don't quote me on that i just i thought there were more songs than a few on there. There might be. There might be feel. six. Mm. Mm. All right. <laughs> yeah, Bigger that's well, that's your HW. <laughs> um, now this like I've already like this is kind of similar to when we brought like our favorite records in. This isn't my favorite record. This isn't. This isn't music. This is a comedy, by the way. Mm. This is the very first comedy I ever saw live. Was by a guy who was not only a comedian, but a magician. I know that sounds horrible. No, I'm. But I, roll with me here. I think I know where this is going. Yeah, I think the, so amazing too. the amazing Jonathan. I sure fucking know the amazing okay. Jonathan. Now, this is a two part piece of homework I'm giving you here, all right? First off, 
I wanted to find the Comedy Central Presents. Dude, I used to watch. I cannot find it. I used to watch it on TV, and my dad would laugh at it with me. Yeah. Now, I saw this guy at the Opera House in Wilmington with my dad when I was we. Actually, like two weeks later, I ended up seeing Carrot Top with Bernie Mac as his feature. But, uh, brag. But, um, I saw so I, I was like, oh, dude. And the way I got in, I was reminded of how much I love The Amazing Jonathan was we, I was on Steve Byrne. Steve Byrne. He references him a lot. Directed a documentary about The Amazing Jonathan. Did you watch it? I did. It's fucking. Well, fuck. I guess it's on Hulu, know. right? There's one on Hulu. This one's on YouTube, though. Okay. Oh, I might be thinking of the one This is the are. 2017. The one on Hulu is from 2019. Oh. Now, I need the to special watch both of those. I want you to watch either. to, you know, get into, you know, The Amazing Jonathan mm-hmm. is called Wrong on Every Level. Mm-hmm. And now, do you guys have Paramount Plus? Yes. I do. That's where you can find it. Well, Mel does. So, but I that's know. yeah. So you do, because you know you put your penis in sometimes. So I do that, and this streaming services are his reward. If, so you guys are familiar with him, yes. With Amazing Jonathan. Okay, so I don't have to explain. His I mean, I'm, I'm familiar shtick. with that one Comedy Central special that would oh, constantly re-air, Damn but it, it would never get old. The, one he, of the best when he cut his tongue. Yeah, yeah. One of the best bits ever is where he just has this scarf around his hand and he's like excuse me miss do you like birds and pulls the scarf off and just flips her off the finger <laughs> when i was a tiny boy you know only like 700 pounds oh when you're 10 years old that's the fucking that was fucking hysterical show stop and then he gets those okay no seriously you know here's a bird and he out of a, um a hat he pulls a dove and you see its head move and everything then all of a sudden he just starts smashing <laughs> yeah. the shit out of it with his fist, and you just, just see feathers. blood going everywhere. And I was like, brilliant. But my favorite thing ever was he brought out his assistant. Her name was Psychic Sandra, mm. and he's like, "I'm gonna knock a pencil out of Psychic Sandra's mouth with these nunchucks." And he goes, "This trick takes dexterity, and it takes speed." And he starts doing these karate moves with his arms, like that's the dexterity. And then he snorts a big ass line of like fake cocaine. He goes. That's the speed part. And he goes, now I will knock this pencil out of her mouth with my nunchucks. And he just belts her in the face with nunchucks. Yep. And blood just starts spraying out of her nose. And I was just like, this guy is fucking brilliant. I'm like, <laughs> so many subconscious memories are being unlocked in this episode. Just, I, I, like, I would have never remembered that part. I'm pretty sure this is the last man. time my dad and I got along. <laughs> it was that the amazing Jonathan. It's all been downhill since. But yeah, dude, my my dad and I bonded a lot over like '90s stand-up yeah, comedy because he he always loved it, and that's how I got into it. This this special, the special, um, one of the funniest things is he shouts out a dude that's in the crowd, and it's fucking Vinnie Paul from Pantera. Huh. <laughs> wow. And it's funny thing, he's like, and also in the crowd tonight is David Copperfield. And everybody's like looking around. He's like, no fuck all you motherfuckers. You're here to see me tonight. And he starts. <laughs> I was like, this guy's great. But anyway, Steve Byrne, also, this is available on YouTube. It's called Always Amazing. And it's a documentary he directed about The Amazing Jonathan, like how he started. And he's just died recently. Yeah, He died yeah. last year. This actually came out before he died. But it's like his he got real – he was real bad into in like coke and crack and shit. Mm-hmm. So his health was fucked and he was on his deathbed. Then was able to turn it back around and do one more tour. 
And this is kind of like the story of what led up to that tour. So it's just, it's fucking, it's cool as shit. It's, uh, has a lot of his best bits in it too, but. That might have been the one I've seen. I'll watch it again. Well, they're both, both, I've watched both. I definitely haven't seen either, so I'm psyched to watch both of them. Mm Mm-hmm. The one on Hulu gets a little more star power. Like, the biggest star power in the uh, the one on YouTube that I just recommended is, like, Penn Jillette and David Copperfield. Whereas the one on Hulu's got, like, Weird Al in it and shit. Like, yeah. everybody talking about the Amazing Jonathan stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm saying, it's not going to be the gr- like the funniest thing. It's very dated. It's not going to be the funniest thing I ever saw, but it, I just wanted to bring it to the table because it was the first piece of comedy I saw live was his act. So I was like, I'll bring that to the fucking table. Excellent. Now, musically is, I've been bringing you some weirdo shit, and you know, I've decided to bring a little more back to basics, not back to basics, not back to basics. Damn. Um, I'm I know. Sorry, bud. But it's a band from Connecticut, a hardcore band from Connecticut called Pale Horse. And there's two releases I want you to check out, but it's very short stuff. One is a full length called Amongst the Flock. And the other is a split with another band from New England called, and it's uh, the Pale Horse Column of Arabia split. Now, those are two of the best Pale Horse songs, but the full length is also just as gnarly. That, uh, Habitual Line Stepper? Is that the song? No, it's Martial Law. Okay. Oh, that song's so good. But, uh, yeah. It's, uh, if Crown of Thorns and Integrities didn't have beef and instead they fucked and made one big band... <laughs> It would give you Pale Horse. And instead of songs like about whatever Dwid was on about, about, you know, time traveling demons and shit, <laughs> and all the songs are about the Illuminati, you get Pale Horse. Sweet. So, yeah, they're just one of the bands that kind of just went under the radar and no one really outside of the area knew much, like gave them much credit, but they were super, super good. And I was just listening to it, I was like, I got to fucking bring this one to the table. Sure. So Pale Horse Amongst the Flock and yeah, the that Split was solid discography. That I, yeah. that band never disappointed me. So. Yeah. Fucking good band. Also, former member was a previous guest yep. of ours, Mr. Dave. Ah, Mr. Mr. Dave. Heck. Yeah. Now what say you, Maroon? You have a you have anything you'd like us to sure. delve into? Sure. By the way, your last time you were here, um, one of the records you brought to the table has been in regular rotation ever since, and that's the pure bathing, pure bathing culture. culture. So I, yeah, I got... yeah, that's uh, that was a that's favorite. A, that's yeah. a weekly listen. So their job, their buddy. discography in general, oh, I dive all, in, I dive good. into because yeah, there's there's no stinkers in that bunch. That one record was like my introduction to them. Yeah. So that was how I wanted to introduce you guys. Yeah. To that, but so yeah, that was great, quite good, great call. Yeah, I that, think that was our first ten. Yeah. Whew, damn was one of the first tens. All right. So for my musical recommendation, I'm bringing one of my top records of 2022. Ooh. Now, I don't do like a definitive list. Like this is number one. Like this right, is number right. two. Like I just put together like a handful of records that I feel were the best records that yeah. came out that, that year. I I, I, yeah, I could yeah. never do that. It all depends on what mood you're in that day anyway. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Even when I was younger and more of like a snob about shit, I didn't, I never did that. Yeah. Um, so, how familiar uh, you're familiar with the band Grief? I am. Correct. We're talking about the Smelly Band Grief, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. How familiar are you with their new incarnation, Come to Grief? I am unfamiliar completely. So, they've recently gotten back together. 
Okay. With like the majority of the original lineup. One of the founding members is not involved, hence the name change. Uh, It was like how Death Without Chuck Schuldner, it's called Left to Die now and all that shit. Yeah. So There's Gruesome, too. Yeah. Yeah. So they still play all the hits live, and they're still an active band again. Uh, We we just played with them uh, up up in Mass. And sorry. Sorry. But their 2022 LP... When the world dies, Ooh. is arguably in like not just the top ten. I would say top two. I can't give it a definitive Ooh. number one of twenty twenty two, but it it was it was in like the one to two category. What was it in the running with? <sighs> Let me think. That's, that's my thing. Pro- like, that's my problem with lists like that. Like coming up with your best of the year. That's the thing. Like that's what I feel got the most spins. It was definitely my favorite. I wouldn't. I don't know if it was like my fundamentally best record. Yeah, that I heard. It's not going to win in a fight against the other record, but it was still your favorite. Yes, agreed. Um, So you're a big Iron Monkey fan. I am, as you should be. I am. So picture all of like the slow, like death march tempo parts that iron monkey did yeah but none of like the sabbathy like groovy riffs Hmm. it's just the slow fucking heavy mean parts Hmm. and nothing else nice but it doesn't get boring now imagine that for like like a sludge doom band like to not be boring for a full length is yeah that's hard to do yeah it's it's very hard to do this band does it in spades Hmm. even some of my favorite sludge and like doom records i gotta listen to Half, yeah, and then half. Then you got to put on something else, yeah. And like half, the rest of the record, a couple of days later. Because this record, like, I've listened right. start to finish. I've lost count. Nice. Yeah, I love to see that a band with the amount of history that that band has is still. I mean, I I, mean, I joke about you know like some bands are like all right you, you can take a knee now and you can just post <laughs> it out. Well, they haven't done much because when they yeah. broke up, they, they, there was they, kind they of there was kind a of a huge... lull between yeah. their their last like pocket yeah. of activity. But so I mean, and that's the thing. Like it's such a hard like their debut record, which was called "Come to Grief." Like yeah. that's so much to live up to. Yeah, um, but yeah, I just love it that like I also like when bands get to back together from a, a after a long lull. And A, don't phone it in, and B, just, just keep, instead of coming back, playing a show, and then fucking off again, like, you know, we're back, let's write a record. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a bonus when the record doesn't stink. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Here, it's here. so fucking heavy. Yeah. It's so good. It, it's, it, it, I give it a 10 out of 10. I don't know what you guys are going to think, but we'll see. If you want to listen to your track record's pretty good. If you want to listen to something heavy and just fucking nonstop heavy and depressing for. Oh, Tom hates depressing, though. Mm. He's too happy. Look at that haircut, dude. Right? That's That's a happy boy's haircut, dude. Respectful ass. Pristine. Motherfucker. Now, what say you about comedy? You guys, Neil Brennan fans? I am. I am. Did you watch the new special? I have not. I, I did. Um, I have not. So I was going to say, if you didn't see the new one, watch that. But well, one of my favorite Netflix specials of all time is Three Mics. That's a good one. I will watch it again just for the sake of this homework assignment. It's because a, I like okay. it so much. It came out around the same time as a bunch of other specials. And it just always it got... I'll yeah, get I think, to it later. I'll I get think to Blots it later. came out the same time that uh, 
Cheeseburger came out. I think. came out right before. Like yeah, it was literally like days apart. It came. It came there out. There was a fuck almost, ton of specials coming out. And it came out like the same week that the new Tom Papa special mm. came out, and a bunch of YouTube specials and shit. So it's always like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I just in, never got to it. In fact, I've been meaning to assign it to him for homework because yeah. I liked it so much. I'm, yeah, and I'm gonna um, watch it again. He's a funny motherfucker. Yeah, sure and that, is. That's the thing. Like he's I'm, a real cunt, and I like him. I'm. I'm not. <laughs> a huge fan of like comedians who do like the self-deprecating stuff too much, but his is so heartfelt. He did it in such a way. And he does it in a, such a unique way that it, it makes you like, not only like feel for him, but you laugh, but you laugh at the same time. Like you, you can, you can sympathize with like the struggles that he's had and like laugh at the same time. And it's like, it's, it's a hard job to pull off. He, he, he does a great job of being a total cunt, but also being so matter of fact that you're like, he's right. It's funny. Agreed. And it's funny. Yeah. Rather. I think when you got a when you got Chappelle show as your in your repertoire of what you've done, mm-hmm. you can kind of flex. You know? Yeah. It's like people can talk shit on you all you want. You're like, yeah, yeah I, I co wrote yeah. the best yeah. sketch the comedy best, show of yeah. all time. Yeah. <laughs> words words right out of my mouth. Yeah. My one problem with Neil Brennan though is though he's actually directed a bunch of really fucking funny movies too. I mean, half baked. Yeah. Underrated film, The Goods. You ever seen that fucking flick? With Jeremy Piven? Yeah. He directed that? Yeah. Damn. Hmm. Uh, totally Awesome with Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan? Yeah. <laughs> you ever so, broke a Puerto Rican dude's arm for sweatpants money? <laughs> <laughs> you ever throw a chihuahua off the roof of the projects? Oh, it's crazy Mike broke up a fight holding a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see a titty. Just one. <laughs> Man, I've heard those referenced forever. Oh, God damn it. Those are so good. But my problem with him is the fact that he hasn't followed up Chappelle's show with something new along the lines of sketch. You think I don't think he wants to. Yeah, I don't think he wants to or needs to. I know that and I get that from like his standpoint where he's like, I did that, I don't want to do it again. But it's just like Plus I think a lot of the basis of him being in a bad place um was a lot of exposure yeah. to like a lot of Hollywood behind the scenes shit that like Yeah came with the territory of like being on a highly touted sketch show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny thing is like people like a lot of other comedians give him shit like all he, all he fucking does is like oh I did Chappelle show I did Chappelle show I was like if I had that flex I'd be doing it. Mm-hmm. If, if they wrote one thing as funny as yeah. one Chappelle show sketch. But one of the one dudes that constantly makes fun of him it's funny is the fact that it's his older brother who is a comedian <laughs> Kevin Brennan who is actually was also one of my favorite comedians in the 90s because he had like a Comedy Central Presents and the Young Comedian special was on that shit. I thought he was hilarious. And now all he does is whine about how his brother's more popular than him. I was like, well, it's probably because you still are just doing that. And yeah. he's made Chappelle's show. And it's like, what do you do? Yeah. He's like, all he does is talk about Hollywood. It's like, well, maybe it's because he's been to Hollywood. <laughs> lives in Los Angeles. I mean, like, yeah. Like, what, what do you want, dude? Yeah, but it's yeah he like a lot of other some comics just hate Neil Brennan and I'm just like, I get why because he can be like snobbish as fuck, but it's like he still fucking got the material to back it up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And for that, I give him a pass. Yeah. And I give him a laugh. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that was cute. Hehe. <laughs> oh, I hate you so fucking Cutie much. Cutie pie. All right, is that what we got right now, bud? What say you, Murrow? Do you need anything? Do you need to plug anything? Oh, you got a fucking. 
record coming out, dude. Yeah, I got a little little bit of a record coming out. Yeah. Um, there was uh, there was rumblings of this on the first appearance. Yeah. So Friday, March fifteenth, which when this episode drops, that's this Friday. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'll have to make sure. Keep talking. March fifteenth, we dropped the first song and the announcement. Um, this Friday. This Friday, <laughs> March fifteenth. Seamless, Tom. Great job, buddy. Uh, stay posted on Friday because we're dropping our first song from the new record. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! The Fuck first yeah. song and the announcement and oh, now. the pre-orders will go up uh, this Friday for our new EP. Absolutely. Sunbursters trudging to extinction on Knife Hits Records. Absolutely, it will. Uh, May fifth is the release date. So yep. Cinco de Mayo, fire up your margarita machines. Y'all do be trudging. Mm-hmm. And uh, May sixth, we're playing Underground Arts with Chemis. Oh fuck you guys! So that'll be our like unofficial tape release, but it's we'll, we'll do a proper record release um, in the near future as well. As, as you should. Yes. Yeah. I almost forgot. This this will be the last thing. I did find her mugshot. I forgot. I had it. I had it buried here. Whose mugshot? The uh, the grandmother who put the kids in the in the um, in the in the, um, oh. in the river. Swimmy Jimmy's grandma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hate that fucking intro music. Uh.